Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mild Fuzz. I am Peter, your lovable host, and joining me as always... In fact, actually, it's exciting, we're back to a full team. We have all three of us are here again, after a few weeks of uh, duos. So, Matt's here. Hey, what's up, guys? And bring on the ginge, Connor's here. I am, I'm back for good. Oh dear. Okay. You say that now, but well, yeah. another yeah, give me conflict. another three months. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. The thing is, give me another three months of Red and the Outlaws, and I might have just given up on comics altogether. Yeah. Also, you say that, but you've already scheduled your next break for a I convention have. in like That's... a month's time. Yeah. So <laughs> that is true. That's comic related, though, so it doesn't count. Uh, all right. Yeah, okay. okay. Sure. Sure. Fair enough. Oh dear. Okay, so yeah, we talk about DC Comics every week, and it's the second week of the month, which for some reason right now, when it comes to DC, is the packed month full of things. So here's all the books that we'll be talking about this episode. Uh, Detective Comics 942, which of course is the finale to the Night of the Monster Men crossover. We have All-Star Batman, Issue 3, Action Comics 965, Wonder Woman, Issue 8, The Flash, Issue 8, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, Issue 3, Supergirl, Issue 2, Superwoman, Issue 3, New Superman, Issue 4. Look, a lot of super books this week. I mean, I've said super a lot. Um, then, four, so far. Then we've got Deathstroke, Issue 4, Suicide Squad, Issue 4, which is actually part of Connor's Corner now, because I have dropped Suicide Squad, uh, just so people are up to date on what's getting dropped by who. And then he also has Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Core issue 6, and, of course, his highlight of the month, Red Hood and the Outlaws, issue 3. It's a chore, guys. I mean, it's a bit of a spoiler alert, I suppose, but it's a, it's a chore. Again, had you not said on air you wanted to see the team come full... I know, I'm regretting it. Yeah. Well, oh, well, we'll get to how close to being formed the team is uh, at the end of the show when we get to that. Before all those, though, we do actually have some news. I thought we'd have a late news week because last week, of course, we had all the stuff from New York Comic Con. We had the Batwoman ongoing. We had JLA mm-hmm. teams been announced and everything else. So it was, you know, it was a busy week for news. But we actually yeah. have quite a bit because... The solicits are coming this Monday, so next week we will have the full solicits to talk about anything else that pops up, but they actually gave us some of their advanced solicits this week, so we have a few interesting tidbits to talk about. Uh, we have two new miniseries that are coming in January. The first one is called The Odyssey of the Amazons. It's going to be written by Kevin Grivu and art by Ryan Benjamin. I think I pronounced that very French name, right? Sure. I think I'm sure there's an X and an O and a U in oh, yep, there. Yep, it is. Yeah. There you go. Aye. Aye. I, I, didn't, I didn't sound like an idiot and go, Greviox. Yeah. <laughs> kind of wish you had that. Oh, uh, that, no. that name sounds so much more metal. I'm not going to lie. Like, there was a time in my childhood when I thought it was Grand Prix. And, you know, there was a moment of realisation in my teens when I realised it was Grand Prix. In your, 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 in your teens, it was that late. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I can't remember when I realised it. Those are race fans, Connor. So, like, we don't hear it normally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I only knew it from Gran Turismo, and that was when it, it said it on the menu. I never heard it said. It was never said to me. Inexcusable. Shut so up. after he learned that, Pete started calling Twix bars, Twee bars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Those are just the rules of I, I wish I wish you were right, but no, I dodged that bullet somehow as well. So yeah, uh, Odyssey of the Amazons. Here's the official blurb. Right, I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna put my own words. I'm just gonna tell you what it says. Okay, 
It's a brand new miniseries set in the world of Wonder Woman from uh, writer Kevin Grevu and artist Ryan Benjamin, who did some Batman Beyond. Uh, years before the birth of Princess Diana, a group of Amazons set out on a globe-spanning quest to find others of their kind, encountering legendary creatures and beings along the way. But their journey soon turns into a rescue mission, as two of their own are captured by the legendary storm giants of Norse mythology. It's up to the leader, the Starwalt Hesia, to keep them together through the many trials that lie ahead. It'll run for six issues, and it starts on the 4th of January. This Matt, sounds Matt's, so mad. Yeah, Matt's got a semi. I can see it in his face. <laughs> I wish I had money on me so I could throw it at the screen. It's <laughs> <laughs> like... So I've been out of the loop with news. I've been so busy getting caught up from my vacation. Um, I was in once it was about the Amazons traveling pre, like, Themyscira, right? Yeah, but then I hit you with some Norse gods. And then, then it gets to yeah. legendary creatures. And it's like, yeah. oh, you can see it peaking his interest. And uh, then you get to Norse mythology. It's like, right, he's in. Oh, shut up and take my money. Which means we might get a Valkyrie Amazon. Like a shield maiden Amazon in their journeys. So... Um, yeah. it's, I'm not as I'm not as excited as Matt is clearly Matt's yeah. you know this is his thing I I think it sounds cool though I'm definitely willing to try it yeah I'm yeah. pretty up there I mean I haven't seen any of this guy's art so I don't know what sort of visual style it'll have but nah, sounds not me. cool not me mm-hmm. but no uh, six issue many starting in January but there's another one the other one that's starting in January also six issues is uh, The Fall and Rise of Captain Atom which is seemingly co-written by Carrie Bates and Greg Wiseman and art by Will Conrad. Mm. Uh, Will Conrad's done some Buffy the Vampire Slayer art, actually. That's where I recognise his name from. Yeah, I've seen that. And yeah. Wiseman, Star Wars and Gargoyles, right? Yeah. Is it? Wow, yeah, that's, that's the one. Major. So, uh, he co-created Rebels, right? Like, yeah, he and he did the, the Kanan comic as well. Now, it mentions here that they're returning to the character, the the, uh, the two writers, so I don't know, I so I guess they had a run on him at some point, um, I'm unfamiliar with Captain Atom to any great extent. He's Dr. Manhattan. It's kind of redundant now, isn't it? Well, well I, don't, I don't know. That's what the rise and fall is. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Uh, so, it's called, well, the arc is called Blowback, which I don't get, I don't get these miniseries having their own arc names when... I mean, the book's already kind of the name, but whatever. Um, So yeah, six issues. Captain Atom hasn't been seen or heard from in years, and even if you think you know what happened to him, you're wrong. But you're not alone. To this day, no one on Earth, not even the other superheroes, has an inkling of the missing Captain Atom's true fate. At last, the truth is about to be revealed in a saga that transcends not only the meaning of life and death, but the limits of time and space. There you go. There's your your description. And... Because Captain Adam was in the New 52. I think J.T. Kroll was writing that book the last time. I read one issue of that. and Yeah, me too. I I, I read a few issues. More than that. I can't remember if I finished it. Probably not. It wasn't particularly memorable, clearly, by the fact that I don't know if I finished it or not. So, I mean, that's cool that they're doing this. Like, as a character in, in the DC mythos, like, he was supposed to be this big grand villain of Monarch, and they welched at the last minute. And end up making him Hawk from Hawk and Dove. You know, so there's always this, oh, like, what if he went bad? And that kind of, like, not to try to force it to tie it into Watchmen. He was the archetype that Manhattan was based on. And yeah. so what we know about Rebirth and the seeds planted. 
Which is really funny. I think funny. this one might be pretty crucial. It's really funny now, though, that like Manhattan was kind of based on him, when now most people know who Dr. Manhattan is, but I feel like most people, you say, Captain Atom, they're like, who? Who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's nice that they're using these minis to give some characters who maybe don't justify yeah. their own ongoings, but, you know, gives them a bit of time in the spotlight. Yeah, spread out, spread out some of the love to other characters. Yeah, I'm not sure how important it'll be though. Like in terms of like obviously people speculating already about rebirth yeah. and stuff. I feel like it'll just be yeah. a standalone little adventure more than anything. Maybe. I don't know. Like he's kind of a cosmic character, but kind of not. So like they could do just a lot. Like he's out in space. Yeah. Or mm. whatever. Well, but I'm... yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I I think we'll. I think it's the sort of thing where we really don't even know what it's going to be. I mean, it says the rise and fall, and it says time and space, but there wasn't really anything in there. Oh, then you're yeah. going to find out where he's been, but that's it. We don't know what the plot actually is. So yeah, I have no idea what to expect from it. So maybe we'll be surprised in January. Maybe we'll just be like, oh, eh, Captain Atom, whatever, and I just it's done. From the last couple of miniseries I've read from DC, they're just they're killing it with the minis. Mm. So I like nice, like straightforward stories, like the Poison Ivy, Life and Death. That was, really that was a really solid read. And so far, Hawkman and Adam Strange was solid. So, you know, they've got a lot going for him. Yeah. Although, I will just point out that's been retitled to Death of Hawkman. <laughs> Matt's out of the loop. Matt, Matt's like, it's on the front cover and everything, but Matt's just like, no, no, Hawkman, Adam Strange, yeah. out of time. That's what they call no, it. No, because, like, again, we talked about this when it was an ass. Anytime Hawkman's supposed to die, his whole gimmick is that he reincarnates. So, I don't buy the full death. Okay, sure, so, but to me, Hawkman, Dutch, Adam Strange, having did it again, damn it. Having read the first issue, though, I feel like mm-hmm. I don't really care as much because it's clearly more of an Adam Strange story. Mm-hmm. So you know, when which why would you call it Death of Hawkman? Because that'll be it the event. That makes sense. That'll be the event that causes everything, mm-hmm. or is the climax of everything. I don't know. Anyway, there's other uh, news from the early solicits. We'll get some new arcs starting in January. Uh, some of which sound quite interesting. Superman issue 14, which is coming in January, starts multiplicity, which is... Uh, this is oh, I'll just read the description and you can... Ooh and ah, to your heart's content. New Superman of China has been taken. The Red Sun of Superman Earth 30 has been taken, or has been beaten, sorry. And who knows what's happened to the Sunshine Superman. Someone is collecting Superman across the multiverse, and this looks like a job for Orkal-El, as he is joined by Justice Incarnate, in this multi-earth epic. It sounds fantastic. Yep. Yeah, someone is stealing uh, Superman across all the different Earths. It may not be, but it's hard not to wonder if this has something to do with a certain rebirth and certain yeah. uh, characters that go by the name of Manhattan and Oz. Well, mm-hmm. we know we're getting the next seeds of rebirth in general, what, next month? Mm-hmm. Next issue of Batman, I believe. So next week. Next week, yeah. <laughs> right. So this being in January, it's not unfeasible that it could be a next step in the Rebirth story. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, especially since I think there'll be other things. I mean, I think some of the other stuff I read here will sound like it might connect in as well. So um, so yeah, that's the new arc starting in Superman in January. Uh, the new arc starting in the Flash issue 14. And this, is, this is exciting, actually. This is just a lot of fun if you're a Flash fan. The mm-hmm. arc is called Rogues Reloaded. Here, here's the description. It's about time. 
Central City is quiet, a little too quiet, which means one thing, the rogues are up to something, and only the Flash can stop them. But first Barry Allen needs to track down his classic cadre of villains who have vanished in their advance of their greatest plan ever. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. pretty down for this. A good rogue story yeah. is exactly what we need. I think. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's cool that he waited to like the third arc. Yeah. To do that, like he established a new villain. Now it looks like they're doing some like darkness thing, in the next one. So we get to classic, classic Flash. Yeah. It's, I think it's impressive that he's managed to wait so long before needing to fall back on uh, like pre-existing yeah. things. The fact that he's done so much with new stuff beforehand yeah. is strong. Yeah, well, I think that's a good idea. I think you, you put your foot in and say, right, this is me, I am unique for this reason, and then, yeah. you know, you say falling back, but I think maybe that's almost, that almost has a negative connotation. Where yeah, I, feel like, I, I didn't yeah. mean it to say falling back. I just yeah. mean, like, uh, as compared to creating his own stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was like Snyder when he kicked off Batman, right? He gave us the court, mm. which was all brand new and then for he a went full to year. Yeah. Then he went to Joker, so... Yeah, similar idea. So, uh, that sounds cool. Uh, also, Batgirl issue 7 is the start of the second arc in that book in January, and it's called Son of Penguin. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Babs is back in Burnside, but everything's different. Friends, school, even Burnside itself. Batgirl must determine her next steps when she realises that the shady new tech mogul moving into her neighbourhood is none other than the estranged son of Penguin. So, that sounds fun. Cool. I just say, on the cover, uh, it obviously has like the, the Penguin-esque imagery, but mm-hmm. before I read the description and the title, I thought that was meant to be some sort of like Slade Deathstroke, because obviously like the white hair, and it looks like, obviously there's the eye, but it looked like Slade to me more than mm-hmm. Penguin stuff. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, and the final one that I want to mention from the advanced solicits is Titans issue 7. Uh, this is called Home Sweet Home. So I don't know if this is the start of an arc or if it's just a, a one... I think it's a one-issue yeah. one thing. But uh, this one's very interesting. A new threat brings Wally West face-to-face with the Man of Steel, and the two recognise each other as kindred souls from another world. Plus the Titans set up their new tower in New York City. But that, that part's not as interesting. It's, the, no. it's him and Superman meeting and recognising each other and being like... And this is why I'm still on Titans, even being down the last issue... It's possibilities like this with Wally West and Clark Kent. So, I'll keep reading up at least through this. I, uh, I, well, I liked the last issue more than you did, but... Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready yet. <laughs> I've been ready yet. <laughs> um, but no, this is this is cool. This is exciting stuff. Uh, exactly. So, uh, so, one last thing, actually, in the news that's unrelated to the solicits, because it's more of I a... I thought there was another call, a few other things in the solicits that you haven't mentioned. I picked just because the stuff, yeah, because the stuff you're not interested in. There's a cool Deathstroke one there that me and Matt will be interested in. Go on then, tell us about the Deathstroke one. Right, so it, it's like one line. It just says an anti-violence story about gun deaths in Chicago, featuring Deathstroke. Now that sounds really interesting as a Deathstroke story because it's so yep. unlike what we expect. Yeah, but I don't know what to expect from a Deathstroke story, so it didn't stand out to well, me. <laughs> Pete, he's a mercenary that fights in wars, so anytime you hear anti-violence. Like, yeah. it is who he is. It's deep within him. Like, that's the whole point of this last arc. Exactly. So far. I, so, I don't think yeah. you need to read much Deathstroke for that to have stood out, really. His name's Deathstroke. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'll be honest, I don't even remember if I read it. I mean, I just skimmed past it. I think there was a Hellblazer solicit in there as well, which I just skimmed past it. There is. It, yeah. It's just part of next part of the story. That yeah, one. I was just saying, there was another one that was like part five or something. I just skipped that as well. The other one I did 
quite a fun interest was this new commandy challenge. Yeah. Which is interesting idea. So there's like 12 teams and like they're each in one location and then they just pick up the story following on from the last team, but they don't know what the previous team's written. So that That's could go interesting, anywhere. But I don't know if it's going to be good. Like, yeah, I don't know if it'll like, be good. I like Kirby's stuff, but I kind of wish they would leave some of it alone. Because, like, Commandy's such its own thing. Mm. And and over the years, they've tried desperately to tie it in, and it just... Well, this is just its own thing still. They're just... It's off in its own little universe, and... No, I know, but it's kind of like, you know... Yeah. Yeah. Could be interesting, though, just to see yeah. where it goes. All right. Um, All right, you can carry on now. Thank you, Connor. Uh, but no, there's one more news item which is interesting because it's less. I mean, it is DC, obviously, but it's it's actually more of a boom uh, publishing headline because there's going to be a Justice League Mighty Morphin Power Rangers crossover book, a mini, and it's going to be written by Tom Taylor and art by Stephen Byrne. Oh yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. here's the uh, not a lot of plot, but here's here's the setup for it. So, it all begins when Zack, the Black Ranger, is flown to the DCU after a teleporter accident in the Power Rangers Command Center. The remaining Rangers go on a rescue mission to save Zack. That's all we get, mm. but that's pretty much all you need, really. How can this yeah. not be fun and awesome? Um, my only concern is, is if it's the Power Rangers coming to the DCU, does that mean no Zords? You can't do Power Rangers without Zords. They'll find a way. Yeah. <laughs> Life finds a way. Yeah. Also, I really like Tom Taylor and Stephen Burns, so, you know, great team, as well as, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd probably have read it just on the premise alone. It is worth mentioning that it is obviously not set in continuity, um, because the Justice League team has John Stewart on it, so, you know, not not the current Justice League team. Uh, so It's cool, though. Like, you could market this towards anybody that's just mm. a fan of Justice League, the, like, the cartoon, yeah, because of John Stewart and Power Rangers. So that's that's kind of a smart move. Similar audience as well, like in terms of time zone, time period. Yeah, yeah, I would think yeah. so. So uh, I guess that leaves us to go on to this week's books. So let's talk about Detective Comics nine four two, written by Steve Orlando and James Tenney the fourth, with art by Andy McDonald, and this of course is the finale of Night of the Monster Men, the big sort of first crossover, the rebirth uh, era, mm-hmm. if you will. And what did we think? Of this, it's pretty it's good. A nice way to end the story. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought I had lots of big action. There was a lot of fun stuff. I mm-hmm. really, I liked that Nightwing tightrope walked like across one of the ropes because the uh, Nightwing, spoiler, Batwoman and Orphan all go into the Wayne Towers and mm-hmm. they all light up with their symbols. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that's the first time I've seen what Orphan symbol is. <laughs> Speaking of which, that felt really Power Rangers. <laughs> It did, didn't it? It, it did, and it took me out a little bit just because, like, Tim developed these in secret, like, <laughs> these four ginormous buildings, and somehow put the symbols in the windows. That's true. Well, I, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and see that the buildings already existed, and he just, you know, retrofitted some tech in there. It's still a, a fair bit of work, oh, considering yeah. what these buildings are doing. To be fair, like if we're going to criticize uh, like bat books for like, oh, there's no way they could have had time to build all this crap. We could have been doing that for years, <laughs> for for such a long well, time. 
What do you mean could? I have been. Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Matt. <laughs> but no, like, but it was, it was like, like Connor said, it was very Power Rangers, and I, I was almost waiting for them to like join up like tanks or something, and create like a, a Voltron Megazord type thing at the end, but we didn't get that. Well, but no, we're not sure if that would have been better or worse. Well, it's, yeah. it's worse because they're still buildings. <laughs> like, Of course. You know, essentially all it is is that they've got these turrets that can throw lines and stuff and whatever, and they've got lights. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, it's not that super advanced when you really think about it in terms of technology. No, but they were strategically placed in the right spot at the right, you know. Of course, like, of course. They're fighting this. convenient, yeah. But, if, but again, if it gave us that cool tightrope walk from Grayson, then yeah. awesome. Plays into who he is. All of them working together is a lot of fun, especially since Batman's left them to deal with the monster. He's trusted them to take care of this big threat, and he runs off to have this confrontation with Doctor Strange, um, who who cannot be touched because if he's punched or anything like that, the suit is set to like kill him. So you know, it's good feel safe. So what's the point with him getting swole as John Cena? <laughs> he's not gonna fight Batman. I know. It's like you've seen him like work now. He's he's, he's got all his hench. He's like, nah, I'm just gonna sit here and, and talk. Yeah. It's um, my cheat day. I'm gonna go get a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just likes to be buff. Maybe he just likes to be. Yeah. You know. Well, like it was a cool image because like, oh, this isn't the same Hugo Strange. Like, and then you know, it turns out it was. He's he's just. Yeah. Threat. Like he's gonna be a physical threat as well as a mental threat. And but I, I did like that because he's like, well, Batman, if you touch me, you kill me, and you're against killing, so make your move. And I like how Batman got out of that, hmm. and it took me by surprise when it was revealed how he did. Yeah, because I was kind of wondering yeah. throughout the issue. I was like, oh, where's Clayface then? If these four are dealing with yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the monster, and then it was quite a cool shot. That that, that panel was really nice when Clayface is like yeah. smothered the top of the building. Yep. Yeah, and he's got this, this kind of demented grin yeah. Like, yeah. on the side of the top of the building. It's really cool. Uh, Do you know what? Clayface has really been a surprise in this book. Like, I really think his both, both how they use his powers, like, you know, the whole the mm-hmm. army of, like, you know, or the, the even the Bat-Mech clay, clay mech suit thing yeah. that we got last last week and stuff like that, and then stuff like this. And then also his, like, his relationship with Batman, how he calls him boss, and how, you know, just his entire yeah. demeanour, like, He's, bec- he's been really entertaining, and I feel like I wasn't expecting that. When they announced Clayface was part of this team, I was like, yeah. Clayface? <laughs> it was the part I was concerned about going in, because it was like, right, how does Clayface work? What's the point? You know, why yeah. won't this be good? And, well, they've they've told me. Yeah, and, you know, he's got such enough. a unique power set and things that he can do with what his body can do that... It's just it's it's being utilized in such smart ways. It's like, you know, Batman finding the solution for problems, but now he's got this new tool that can do all this stuff. Yeah, he's I feel like we've never really buddy. seen we've uh-huh. never really seen Clayface like this before. Uh-uh. Not this versatile, at least. Yeah, and I'm almost mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm kind of cool if Clayface just stays a good guy now. And mm. yeah, but it's gonna be like heartbreaking when he does return to villainhood. You know, Matt, shut your mouth. That'll never happen. They won't break our hearts like that. <laughs> But I want that. I, I like when they do that where you fall in love with this character and then it's back to old mm. things and it's there's that history there now. Maybe they'll do that eventually, you know? but I feel like what they'll do before yeah. then is they'll they'll tease that he might and then he'll mm-hmm. you know, he'll turn around and actually do the good thing and it'll be a Yeah, yeah and that's cool. And I'm just saying like 
even years down the road, like after Tinian's off the title, you know what I mean? Someone brings him back up to be a villain. It's going to be like, oh, no. I want them to send him undercover, and he has to, and he's like gets tested as to whether or not he's going to return to his his evil ways, yeah. or if he'll stay loyal. Hmm. Would be cool too, is if we could get him as matches Malone, talking with Bruce Wayne. Mm, that would be cool. Like, yeah, because he's an actor, right? So like now Bruce and matches can be in two places. Yeah. At the same time, so I would like cool to too. utilize the fact that he's an actor as well, like play mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple of other points. I like that there's actually just a page at the end where the Justice League has came to help rebuild the city. It's kind of one of those things where, like, uh, mm. they have to rebuild this city so many damn times. But it's like, all right, Justice League command can do it quickly. Right, fine. Flash is here. <laughs> it's, it's taken care of. Yeah. Um, and Superman wasn't there, right? Um, I believe you're right. Yeah. Yes, I don't see Superman. So that that speaks again to him not being quite trusted by everybody which mm-hmm. is nice continuity between the books um but to like someone that's not reading all the books like we are it looks like oh he must be off doing something else yes yeah, well they probably won't even notice that he's not there yeah well i, I will say my uh, one complaint with the book is the last couple of pages you know like the the epilogue where it says soon after i'm at the mm-hmm. graves i thought the art was a bit jarringly different there mm. It, it kind of switched. Maybe it was just the daytimeness of it, but it was all like yeah. cartoony and uh, the faces. It felt completely different. No, that's fair. Yeah, I like I like the message of that though too, and I like what Change was doing with Batman and how it drives him. It's not his, you know, that's not just what drives him, you know. So you really can't use it against him, and I did like that. And so that was the epilogue was a nice. Yeah, I, I liked what it was. I just didn't enjoy the art of no, it no, no, as, as a jarring thing. But while you brought it up, I thought I'd... Yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I like that as well. There's that whole idea where he thinks... It's almost like... Uh, in a way, it's almost like Zoom and Wally West, like back in the old Flash run, where Zoom was convinced this is how the Flash works and this is why he does what he does. And it was all about Flash saying, no, it's not about that. It's not about tragedy. It's about this. And uh, it, was, it was kind of that similar idea again. And I... No, it's always fun seeing that. So, uh, obviously the ending does set up a couple of other things for the next arc. You know, he mentions going after Bane, so sets up a little bit of I Am Suicide and other stuff. But no, I, I thought the, the crossover as a whole was actually a pretty strong success. Because I, I feel yeah. like I feel like it was, you know, four weeks. It felt like a big blockbuster in the middle of the arcs. It felt like the continuity of both Batman, Detective, and to a lesser extent Nightwing, all were all... Like you know, in sync, they all they all work together. Yeah, yeah. So no, uh, a lot of fun. So that'll take us on to All Star Batman issue three, which is written by Scott Snyder and art by John Romita Jr. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it right now: this was easily the weakest of the three issues for me so far. I straight up don't like this book. Just, 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 how it just, ends. just me that likes it then. Apparently yeah. so. <laughs> Because I'm interested to see how it wraps up. And I have a hard time saying no to Snyder, Batman, right? Like, I feel like I'm in a abusive relationship, but not, like, physically, you know? Yeah. You know, so... Because I don't want to read it. While I'm reading, I'm like, why am I reading this? But then there'll be a little seed in there, and I'll be like, well, I need to see where it goes. And then I remember Jock's coming next. So I was like, well... That's a new arc. So well, it's... yeah, 
Jog's certainly a light at the end of the tunnel for me because I am really not enjoying mm-hmm. this art. There's like several yeah. times in this with the face, especially when uh, when Duke comes in later on in the issue and it's when they've got their masks off and they're just... Like, regular human faces pose an issue <laughs> uh, for... For JRJR. Yeah. Ramita Jr., for some reason, his regular faces just look, like, so deformed. I'm looking... My God, that's... You remember that Superman? When they announced him for John's as Superman? Yeah. Superman looked like a Neanderthal? Yeah, okay. I I will agree. Faces are not his strong point. But overall, I don't mind the art. Also, art's not his strong point. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm just looking at some of these faces. My God, what's he doing? Yeah. Oh, I don't... Right, can, can we talk about some positives? You go, let us know, Connor, and then we'll we'll volley back. Really good tennis match. <laughs> yeah, give us a positive, Connor. Uh, Return of Harold. Okay, okay, yeah. fine. And I will say, the one cool thing I liked was because he is mute and speaks a sign language, the bubbles were tied to his hands, not his mouth. Mm. And I will give JRJR credit. They were like mid-motion. Almost like when he draws, when you draw someone talking, it's like mid-speech. Here, his hands were mid-motion, so there's a little bit blurriness to him. And I think it works, because I think hands often kind of are just there on a lot of yeah. pieces of art, and obviously this, they had to be the focus of, of that yeah. panel, and I thought they worked really well there. Yeah, um, me too. Connor, for people who are new to DC Comics, uh, or even not that new, but, you know, Harold's not been along for a while, why don't you explain who Harold is? Just question, when was the last time we saw him? Because I can't good, remember. It's a good question, because I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, when? I'm going to look this up. <laughs> right, Matt's, Matt's on the case. Should you explain who he is while Matt does some fact-checking? So, as, as you can see in the issue, he's an inventor and, you know, techie sort of guy. And he, he helps out Bruce. And he was in the back cave for a long time and did a lot of the stuff kind of Tim kind of started doing. Yeah, he builds stuff for him, his gadgets, you know. What's the... It's kind of like, a lot of adaptations of Batman will just have Alfred do a lot of this. But... I feel like it's it's kind of what they had Lucius do in uh, yeah. in, in the in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Which again, kind of works, because sometimes Lucius is still someone who supplies those kind of things as well. So it's... Well, yeah, because it's, yeah. it's Wayne Tech stuff. Yeah. This is a little more different. These are like his under, like, like everyman gizmos and whatnot, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's like I said. I think Tim kind of replaced his role for for a long time, hmm. and it's it's. I genuinely can't remember the last time I saw him. So it was cool to see him back around and in continuity again. All right, that's that's a positive. I'm gonna hit you with a negative. Uh, so this is now the second time that this book has completely kind of, and this one's even worse in a way. Because last issue we had this whole like build up to like oh Gordon's at the manor and he's oh they're looking behind the clock right all this build up to this big cliffhanger and then in this issue the only time it's addressed is Duke says oh Gordon can buy the house as if it wasn't I mean he mentions it's a big deal but he doesn't like imply that he actually found anything or it doesn't address yeah, some cliffhanger there Snyder you know it, it feels disjointed this is this is my big complaint with the book is. The more it goes on, the more I feel like it doesn't really connect together that well. That's fair, but I feel like it's... I, I don't need the cliffhangers resolved instantly. If they come in a few issues... Well, no, no, no. Yeah, but not, when... Connor, it's not that it's not resolved. It's the way it's mentioned does not jive with what I've seen in the last issue. It's not... You could it, have showed us him finding an empty closet because... Yeah. 
Like, that's part of Batman's contingencies. That them, you know, them meant like it would have been better not to mention it at all because then I just wouldn't have thought about it, and then it could have been brought up later. But this mentioned it, but it didn't present it in the same way. It just it doesn't feel like it matches to me. Yeah, that's fair. So real quick, the last time we saw Harold fully was in Hush, and really, jeez, that's a long he time got ago. killed by Hush. Yeah, oh, so this was him bringing bringing him back. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that yeah. was like what 2003, 2004? Yep. Yeah. Jeez. There you go. Uh, blast from the past. All um, right, my turn. Something good. I like the uh, the stuff with uh, Bruce and Harvey's kids, and how it paralleled oh, the present. Didn't like it. Not a fan. No. I hate when they do that whole Muppet baby thing. Oh, we knew each other as kids, and the whole like. I don't know. I have this idea of Two-Face as, like... So my favorite Bat villains are Two-Face and Poison Ivy, and I feel like with a slight change, they might be used for good, you know? Mm. Um, and I feel here Snyder's really darkening Harvey. But he's only, he's only darkening the... half of Harvey, isn't he? It's like the Two-Face side. The Harvey side still comes out and is, is potentially good. Yeah, but what's Harvey's plan? Oh, it's Two Face's plan here. That, that's what I mean. But there's a more distinct split between Harvey and Two Face in Snyder's yeah. writing. And see, I like when there's a struggle between the two, and not like Tom Lee Jones terribly and forever, mm. but like where where they're like competing for control over over the, the mental capacity and whatnot. That's and bad. here, I just feel like giving him the abuse of dad and the origin of the 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 coin. You know, I just I think I just prefer the Nolan version. Like Nolan cleaned a lot of that up, and the whole make your luck, and that's the reason of the coin. Or even the Here uh, are the the animated the tales. series version. Yeah, that's a good version to face. But because it's it's a double headed coin, right? So he says, yeah. you know, tails, it's good things, but there's never. So I just like that. Was, that was to me. That was like horror movie. It's a lot more cynical, isn't it? Yeah. So. And I get giving him a tortured childhood and whatnot, and that's what gives birth to the Two Face persona. But yeah, yeah. So it's not jiving with me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think giving the backstory is necessarily a bad thing. It's just I don't know. There's something about because comics do this a lot, where they suddenly make it that two characters knew each other as kids. Mm. Yeah. Especially when it's two people that I never thought did know each other as kids. You know. We'll see, but it can be used well. Like when Loeb did that story the first time that. Clark and Bruce met when they were kids because yeah. well, Alfred broke down in Kansas. Well, I, I, you know, I, and, I think that works. And I'm not saying it never works, but I, I think that yeah. worked more because it was a chance encounter that both of them don't yeah. really remember. It was like, you know, just one right. random day on a farm, they met each yep. other. Whereas this is like, no, no, there's, a, there's actual, like, a story here. There's actual, like, you know, they knew each other for months and there was a friendship. Right. Which isn't necessarily, again, a bad thing per se. It's just... It's like, oh, so we have this now. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get those complaints, but it's something that, that doesn't bother me, and I just like how it parallels. I was enjoyed that, personally. I guess, I guess, as with a lot of Snyder's Batman recently, it feels like a lot of retconning going on, you know. That's fair. Uh, yeah. And not the Jeff Johns kind that completely impacts everything, because I feel with a lot of Snyder stuff, you can just skim over it, you know? Hmm. Um... I will say I did. I did enjoy. Uh, I got a laugh when KG Beast uh, immediately just kills all the Royal Flush Gang. 
Uh, yeah. That that that's gonna be a chuckle. I enjoyed. And that. it was the real flesh game from Batman Beyond. Like <laughs> the same looks. So yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. And also, it just says I like when they introduce KJ or KG Beast. The K and G are slashed out, and it just says the Beast. Yeah, but it's like no, nah, cool. we we it's, it's at the same time. It's like no, we know who he is. Mm-hmm. It's acknowledging yeah. it. Yeah. I did like that bit where where KGB was fighting. It had like Batman's analysis and stuff. I did like those panels. I thought it flowed really well. Yeah. Not not such a fan of the the bat knuckles, admittedly. No, I mean me neither. I did. I I, I think it's a bit weird how they go back. They're on their way back to the cave at the end of this show. Yeah. Right. That's where they're going. I'm not. I'm not mistaking that. They're actually going back the way, in this tunnel. So he got his plane shot down for who knows why. They made it back. It started heading back because Lark got there pretty quick, right? Yeah. So they're within a drive of the cave. So Alfred just shoot him out of the sky like as soon as he took off? Like, because he didn't make it that far. In this grand scheme of things, if he's already heading back to the cave. Yeah. I'm not So where was the whole what was the whole point of all that is my main I'm I'm not super fussed about the logistics of how far he's travelled because whatever, like you know, fudge the numbers, I don't care. Um I just well, think they, they almost tell us, don't they? Because they say my like it's measured in yeah. miles. So they oh, yeah. they tell and, us how far he's travelled. And he got and he got on a train, you know, like and fought those villains last issue. But right, you, so this starts yeah. with the mile marker one hundred and seventy one. I'm sure we're in the two hundreds last time. Yeah. So my my whole point is what's the, the point in setting the mile markers if you're just going to end up back at zero well it ends at 222 so I don't, it doesn't seem like it's counting up uh, down uh, if you know what I mean mm. yeah there's the problem with the book I just don't know what the hell's going on besides Two-Face wanting to become the main personality all the time like that was it hmm. um, so yeah they're in their secret bat tunnel on the way back which would that not have been handy to use on the way there like use the secret I tunnel the water only flows one way. Ah, okay, all right, fair, fair. I'll I'll accept that answer. Yeah, but uh... or planning on Batman's part if that's the case. <laughs> oh yeah, it should it should change the current of the water. It was used <laughs> as a one-way delivery system. It wasn't supposed yeah. to be for this. Oh dear. Yeah. So the 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 issue ends with Two Face uh, seemingly blinding Batman by pouring what acid in his eyes. Uh, I think so. Over the lenses. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, that'll, that'll be how to get out of it. He's, he's got like you know, like lenses or something over the front of his eyes. But yeah. Uh, did so, uh, did either you read the backup this time? I, nope. I did. I read it last time as well. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, Pete's always been reading it. I don't. Oh, okay. Cause... I thought it was both of you. Uh, no. So, I'm sorry, Pete. I lay off this one. Uh, give me peace. Uh, what did you think of the backup then? Yeah, it was all right. It was a bit simplistic i think compared to the last couple yeah yeah i mean i don't really have much to say it's just duke figuring something out where we get flashbacks of him and his mother yeah it was very straightforward though compared to the others yeah that's cool i might go back and read them later but like i got so invested in harper and she kind of just disappeared i don't want to do the same with with duke I feel like at least so. with Duke, though, he's being used in the other books, whereas Harper yeah, wasn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, basically that's all, that, all that really happens is that he figures out that the woman that survived, survived because 
she swapped like a jacket with someone else and the wrong person got killed. You know? And that's why yeah. Zaz is still after her. Man. Also, we didn't touch on the issue, like, there might be a cure to Duke's parents. Um, yeah, I forgot there was the still like that, though, to be honest. Yeah, me too. But you just reminded me when you said about the Zaz stuff. Hmm. So, but they don't even touch on that. That's like a throwaway line almost. Yeah. And Ratman's like, don't trust cures. And then moves on. Oh, uh, dear. All right, that's 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 wrap up uh, All-Star Batman there. And we will go on to Action Comics 965, written by Dan Jorgens and art by Steven Segovia. Um, I really like this issue. I had a lot Same. of fun with this. And I think, for me, Action Comics is... even I would say the plot's still not exactly the greatest thing ever, but what it is doing is that it's doing some proper character stuff that nowhere else is really doing for certain characters, and it's building up the world. And given the ending as well, it's also done a really good job of staying connected to the rest of the world. I think all the super books at the minute right uh, right now, yeah. with mm. the exception of maybe Supergirl. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of a feel. city. Yeah, but yeah. all the yeah, others all feel like... All the Metropolis books, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's building that world... Uh, like it's reestablishing Metropolis, yeah, which is cool. So we have Lois go to the Daily Planet, and she interacts with people in hopes that they don't notice that she's like ten, fifteen years older, <laughs> and you know whatever. Oh, the Steve Lombard stuff just cracked <laughs> me up. It's exactly what you the, expect from him. Yeah, yeah, and and Jackie, the the lady that Lois is like, okay, I recognize Jimmy, but this other lady I don't know. Yeah. And then she's like, great way to start the day, Lombard, with an HR thing. So, yeah. No, all, all that stuff was good fun. And uh, you know, her interacting with uh, Perry as well and how, how that conversation went. And her being surprised that Lex gave a different answer than she would expect because it's not his her Lex, you know? Like, yeah. just is what's, this is what's getting me, right? We know that they're not as what they appear. Well, right? that is, well it's worth you bring that up because the reason why yeah. Lois is even there is because she's having dreams of, like, other Lois, yeah, or, Lois. yeah, or whatever, like, other Lois's laptop, and combined with a note that she got from her before she died, she's, like, it's like, is this the memories of other Lois starting to, like, merge with her? Is that what's happening here? Like, is that why yeah. she knows to go to this laptop? Is this why she's getting these dreams? It's really interesting. And, and does that mean yeah. that Clark will get the other memories? But he can't because Clark's Clark, as far as we know. No, but you know his, what I mean? his new no, Clark. In, yeah, but his new yeah. Clark, new Fifty Two Superman, though. That's I mean, not, the whole thing. It's, we, don't we don't know. know. Yeah, we don't know that. Right. So new but, Clark could like, be separate. We don't have another Lois Lane popping up and being like, "Oh, all of this never happened." Yeah, new new Clark you know? can be completely separate from all this. New Clark yeah. can have a completely different explanation. Yeah. Ignore new Clark what... for a second. I just meant like. How this Lois is getting New Fifty Two Lois's memories? Right. Would our if, new Superman get the New Fifty Two Clark's memories? But that's what I'm saying. If they did that, like even down the line, then it's gonna establish, like it's gonna kill the mystery of of New Clark. You know is what it? I mean? Because I feel like it's a completely separate thing already. Anyway, no, so. because because if she's getting the the memories right, because Lois died as Superwoman, and maybe yeah. that's what's starting it up. Then if Clark, that means that. That Clark, this new Clark right now, isn't New Fifty Two Superman. Well, they're going to have to answer that 
eventually. Yeah, that's that's right. But if they do it now, then they're going to give it away. Like if they do it within the next couple issues, like Clark starts getting the memories. Yeah, we're not saying it's going to happen right now. We're just saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought you meant like it was upcoming as part of the story. Oh, no, 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 no. Just meant at some oh, okay, point. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that will yeah. be how they answer that, probably, is they'll confirm that it's yeah. not just New 52 reincarnated, it's another thing. Gotcha. Whatever it is. I thought you were saying, like, that's going to be the next step in, in this, was Clark's going to somehow end up with the memories, or... Like, maybe maybe but... it'll take Clark longer because he's not human, or maybe it'll never happen because yeah. he's not human. I, I don't know. Like, I'm just... Right. But, uh... But, yeah, I just... It's, it's laying some more foundation of, of this, because... She is ten years older, right, than than before, and it just she keeps talking about her Lex and how everything's different. So, like, if they've just been removed from the time stream and that ten years has altered everything, is that still her Lex, just with time removed, or is this a completely different like reality of Lex? No, like, well, g- g- given that's, our... a, that's a bigger rebirth question yeah. that we'll yeah, for. and it and they're adding it in like dialogue boxes mm. but they're not making big huge deals out of it and i like that yeah well i mean oh. given our current theory i would argue that it is her lex it's just that he's not developed to the point that she knew him at yet right no, no, would... that's what i'd go with right now yeah. but they could throw that whole curveball that she's just displaced in a weird morrison frequency and that's why nothing's adding up and i'll be like oh, okay that makes sense uh you know? i I really like that the we actually see her as well, but they mentioned Kathy. Like John's inside, watched playing video games with Kathy. So I like that they're yeah. building her up as well a little bit, just in the background. He wants ice cream and, and hates school, so yeah. we know he's a ten year old. <laughs> oh dear! They've got to make a way to contrast him from Damien somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like school, but you're so good at school. Yeah, but it's school. Like that's the most ten year old answer ever. You know. He's trying yeah. to be cool in front of Kathy. That's how I read that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's so, how I read that too. He. Yeah. No, but I, I just like that. Again, it's part of everything being connected, and like Kathy's mm-hmm. around. Like she's part of his home life, so it makes sense that we'll occasionally see yeah. her pop up in this, and maybe Super Sons when we get there. You know? Yeah. And, oh uh, man, Damien's going to try and flirt with her. Oh man, it's going to be great. That, or he's going to try and kill her. Or, or, or that. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, but. I also liked where, where Superman shows up from doing his investigation into Clark and is telling Lois all of the stuff. And it didn't feel quite like an exposition dump. Hmm. And I liked the imagery of, of him flying her yeah. around. Like, just as the old school Superman fan I am, like, that felt nice. So the badass cliffhanger, which I did not see coming, but it makes complete sense is that Lois eventually realises that she has to go for a laptop, which is at, you know, New 52, Lois's home. So she yeah. goes there to retrieve it, but there's someone there waiting for her. Mm-hmm. Lana Lang, Superwoman is there, and she's like, you're an imposter. You know, if you want to replace her, you're going to have to deal with me. And I like that. This, this makes complete sense. Of course she would care, and of yeah. course she'd be bothered by this. This, this right. makes total sense, and it means we're getting Superwoman in the next issue as well, so... Yep, that's good. And it's not so action just isn't another Superman book. It's like a Superman supporting cast book yeah. too. Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean that's still like a super family book yeah, in general. This was a Lois issue. You know, Superman was yep. there for a scene, sure, but this was a Lois issue. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's uh, I, yeah. I really liked it. It was good. This is did you guys get this physically or did you get it digitally? 
Uh, uh, okay. Because I made sure to pick up the Gary Frank cover just because mm. it's mm. I'm Gary nice. Frank the Superman. So right. yeah. It looks great in person. Can't go wrong with the Gary Frank cover, let's be honest. That's true. But this one just nails everything about Lois that I love. She's storming out. Also, the Perry White stuff I thought was great, too. Yeah, in here. So, it's a solid issue. And it'll be interesting to see if the next issue is mostly just uh, old Lois and Lana, like, dealing with stuff. And maybe this is... And maybe yeah, this is how Lana will get some sort of closure by talking to this Lois. And, so because... and she's already met the Superman, so she knows that, you know, like she's going to part of the puzzle. She already has part of it. So she right. shouldn't take too long to believe her or whatever, you know? Yeah. So. Yep. All right, so let's uh, move on to Wonder Woman issue 8, which is written by Greg Rucka and art by, oh boy, uh, Bilquis? Sure. <laughs> Bilquis? Bilquis? Oh, yeah. Bilquis Evely? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I apologize to this artist if I have butchered your name. I really do. Um, but my English-speaking brain cannot comprehend those words. So, um, let's uh, talk about this. So, this was the the Cheetah issue. I, I shouldn't say Cheetah. I should not say Cheetah because she's not Cheetah yet. No. It's Barbara Ann uh, Minerva. Yes. And it's all about her growing up. Well, partly growing up and believing in all these myths and her father being this awful person that's like, no, no, no time for fantasy. Which, by the way, that entire opening felt so much like Lazarus. Yes, it did. So that much. That was Malcolm Carlyle. Yeah, it you was. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really but... was. Oh. So the fact that Rucka can put this issue together based off of Nicola Scott needing to take time hmm. shows me all I need to know about him as a writer is that he has yeah. so many of these these layered ideas that he can pull Barbara Ann's story that's and make it. That, an issue about it. That, that's like the real thing because uh, it's this idea that he has to compromise because he couldn't do what he wanted. Yeah. It's just like, okay, he's got to work around it and be creative. Yeah. And the fact that he can just pull this out and still make a fantastic issue on such relatively short notice is yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, it's a great yeah. issue. Uh, the art's very good as well. In fact, this is actually the artist that's replacing Nicola Scott in Wonder Woman when She's she done. leaves. Yeah. So for the even-numbered issues, I have to think about which set of <clears throat> For the even-numbered issues, this will be the new artist after issue uh, 8. <laughs> No, it'll be further along than that. No, because it's going on longer now. Yeah. Yeah, January. Yeah. January or February, whatever, whenever that changes. Um, so it'll be like 12 or 14 when she takes over. Yeah, yeah. Because it was going to be six of each, right? So it would have finished right. at 12, 12. But yeah. now it would have. Now there's the extra one, it'll finish at 14. So she'll start yeah. on 16? Yes, that sure. sounds right. <laughs> yeah. It's around that area. So if we're off by a number or two forgive us but yeah. and who um, knows if there's going to be more delays and we get more of the story as it goes i'm kind of for that if that's the case because i loved this issue but the yeah i loved it too but the, the point yeah. i was going to make is though is i'm happy this is the artist that's replacing her because as much as yeah. i love nicola scott this looked gorgeous um yep. everything you know i could have had a whole issue of like because a lot of the middle of this issue is uh, barbara ann with like a sort of a dig a dig site with mm-hmm. like a bunch of guys and they're, you know, they're basically doing, like, the mummy kind of thing where they're looking for tombs and whatnot. And I could have had an issue of this with them just bantering and hard, like, fighting them on what's real and what's not. And, you know, she yeah. believes that the Amazons existed and she's looking for evidence and they think it's a fairy tale. Um, 
no, I really liked like this, and I thought all of that stuff with the the lightning and the rain and it just there was so much atmosphere in this setting, which mm-hmm. was barely set up. Just cut to it, and she's at a dig site, but there's so much like in those pages that are just telling me everything about the location that. Well, yeah, and and the fact that she's arguing over the basically patriarchal history of mm-hmm. the Greeks, and of course they're like, of course, the Amazons represented a threat to their society. They're gonna bury any mention if they were real or not. Yeah. Nearly, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. We show me proof of Amazons, and I'll, you know. Yeah. And she finds the proof, and it also went back to. It was in the last issue, the last regular uh, issue that the uh, gods have to show you, have to like allow you to to see these things. Yeah. And and so like, I think Athena shows up with the owl. Yeah, yeah, we see, we see As the old yeah, woman. The old woman turns out to be one of the gods. Um, I wouldn't, yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to name which one it was. So, good job, Matt. Yeah. Um, but Athena's uh, definitely the owl. Yeah. Yeah. Again, goes back to the the Amazons that was earlier. Yeah. And uh, in the it, news it, again, it's this idea that she has to, uh, like, you have to be a let into Themyscira. You have to be allowed to go there, and you have to yep. be shown the way. And just to go back to the art, about, see when she's in the caves and she's like going around with a flashlight and you know yeah. then she comes out. I mean, I just want to point out the colouring here. I, again, it's really simple. It's a lot like what we talked about with uh, Green Arrow, but a much more muted uh, sense. When she's in the caves, every, all the backgrounds have got a sort of light, sort of dark, muted green feel to them. So her mm-hmm. orange jacket and her orange hair. Yeah, yeah, she's a ginger. Pop out. Yeah, really pops out. And it's the same, even when she comes outside, it goes from having muted greens in the background to muted blues because it's night time. So, so I was going to say how this also ties into the present day story. These greens feel very similar to the the jungle that we're getting. And she's in orange, yep. like she has a cheetah. Yeah, and also yeah. we were just talking about the the gods have to let you there. It's also playing into Diana's stuff in yeah. the present day stuff yeah. of how she's not allowed there. Oh, the, the, well, it plays both to the present day stuff and the the backstory because we've seen her get her powers from the gods. Yeah, so yeah. it's really and, tied. And that's, it's just yeah. tied everything there. Yeah. yeah, before the owl, I meant to say that the house or the house, the mouse shows up. And kind of shows Barbara Ann into the temple complex mm. before it crumbles. Just like, wasn't there a mouse that showed up to give Diana think her powers? Was, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, so so whoever the symbol of the mouse is, that's... Basically, uh, any animal mouse. in this in this comic is probably yeah. important. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Now that we figured that out, though, Rucker's going to start putting in random animals just to mess with our heads. Oh, as well he should. What, what was that kangaroo? There was a kangaroo in issue 24, and I want to know what it was, Rocker. So when he get, that's when he expands from the Greek gods. It's like, oh, to the Australian so gods? Yeah, why not? <laughs> but, but yeah, and just the whole... I mean, like Pete said, the archaeology thing. Like, I'm biased because I love Indiana Jones and pulp-style stuff, like the mummy and, and all that. And so the fact that like the first couple pages were people sitting around talking and arguing history... Hmm. You don't I, get that in superhero comics. I also love the page. You know where she's off on the adventure trying to find it, and it's like yeah. just a flash from location. So there's like a map and like star charts all across the page. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, so I brought it up in our group talking about this. Like, if they want to do like a dead man, like that manor book that's out right now, that's out like every other month. Yeah, yeah. If they want to do that style of book with Rucka and Evely, Evely. I'd be more than down. Like I'd pay six bucks for that. So. <laughs> uh, no, no, I agree. That's a really good issue. Obviously, we should talk about the ending because she does get to what appears to be Themyscira. Because 
but it's empty. There's no one there. Oh, I took that as that was ancestral to Mascara. Okay, yeah. That's where they left before they went to the island. No, yeah, no, you may be right because she talks because she's very confused about the issue if if she's looking for where they came from or where they went. Yeah. Right. So that makes a lot of sense that she thinks she's found it. Although the tree at the end when she leaves, it's well, there too. Yeah, that's the same. Is yeah. that that's the same tree that uh, Diana got bit by the snake, right? Yeah. I'm not just imagining yep. that. I, I was wondering if it's maybe something same to do with kind the of tree. The gods let us see the island, right. but not the Amazons. Like she, you know. Oh. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I kind of took it as because I felt like okay, she's found it because that tree's there, and that was the tree where Diana get bit in like issue mm, two right. or four, whatever it was. And, but she, for whatever reason, she she's not worthy enough to see them. She's I don't know. She's not proven herself yet. It's like it's like a Thor thing where she has to be worthy. I don't know. Um, Maybe she has to f- prove that she can survive on the island on her own to be. Comp- like to be worthy to, to be part of that society. Well, she can pull out yeah. our uh, George Foreman grill and uh, get cooking and yeah. prove that she's capable. By the way, can I, if I have any complaints, and it, it, this is so minor, right? This is like so yeah. minor, it's almost not worth mentioning. But when she's in the caves, she does pull out a smartphone to take photos. And I felt like if this is set, you know, so far in the past, like it's theoretically. Not that far in the past, is it? Well, okay, I suppose. Well, it's you, before. So it's it has to be before she broke her leg because yeah. she's not walking with the cane, and by that point she's out of field work. Um, so this and is working at a, as a professor. This is maybe seven to ten years ago, right? Yeah. So it, even if she has a smartphone, it's not okay. Sure. Admittedly, like, if you if you yeah. count if you account for all the new fifty two shortening things up shenanigans, sure. But I just I feel like it's been such a long time since she was a human. Never mind. Well, we we know. Year one and the present day story are five years apart, right? Or something like that. Well, not the yeah, yeah six years now because technically six years, yeah. right? So that this has to be a couple of years before that, yeah, 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 yeah. So again, it's not she's that teaching long. when they, well, because they're teaching when uh, they bring her in, yeah, right? Because she the whole there's even that throw or the not a flashback, but she says how the language is formatted. Mm-hmm. And like that was the first thing she said when she met Diana, and so yeah, so I mean, yeah, if it's ten, ten to twelve years ago, it's still that that, honestly, that type of smartphone. But, but honest, whatever. Honestly, you're discussing numbers. I mean, I don't really care about numbers. It just feels wrong that that's part of like so far in the past they have because I just in my head, just being used to DC DC mythology, this is just a long time ago, and this is way pre-smartphones but even eight years ago that's like what the year the iphone came out the first one yeah but that was yeah. that was smartphones before the iphone yeah they weren't popular though but that not was... that looked like an iphone connor yeah this was specifically yes. looked like an iphone did it well, like I, I, say, did, I didn't pay attention enough to that like i say it is a tiny minor complaint it doesn't affect anything it's just something that <laughs> there's a galaxy s7 she could have used it as a grenade <laughs> 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 oh. it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice roaring fire for it to warm my hands on. <laughs> no, I'll come hand in the island. Oh, I can't start a fire. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh. Let <laughs> <laughs> me try to make a phone call. Oh, dear. Um, all right. So that's one of the issue. Eight. So we we really enjoyed that issue. Um, that'll take us on to the Flash issue, eight, uh, which is written by Joshua Williamson and art by Carmine G. D. Sorry, oh, G. Carmine D. Gia Domenico. Um, so we finally got Kid Flash in this issue. Yeah, Kid yeah. Flash, Wally West, who much time. like much like the other Wally West, can form a suit out of the Speed Force. 
That's something Barry Not just a new suit, like a the familiar suit. suit. Yeah, the suit. Mate, I in... wonder if this uh, would play into some of these memory inkling things we were just discussing in action. Hmm. Yeah. No, like because... just in the reverse direction. Oh god, yeah, I hope not. You know that... Because that means the one oh. of them will die. <laughs> oh damn, I didn't think of that. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. The I cousins. Just, forget I said anything. Speed, yeah. Force, Speed Force works in its own mysterious way. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know why you explain shit. Speed Force. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, like, the fact that Barry has that reaction when he sees that suit mm. and then has to downplay it, you know, like he's never seen it before. And even New Wally is like, yeah, it fits. Like, it's great. So, you know, yeah. like... Yeah. No, this yeah. was this was a fun issue. It was fun. It was a good conclusion to the, the arc, and they, they take him down. And lot... Godspeed's such a prick. <laughs> he is. Uh, of course, we always say that uh, the arc's great when it's uh, Carmine, but it, it was great. Yeah. Every, every, the entire fight, and a lot of it was the fight with uh, all of them going at it. But uh, obviously, it takes him and Wally to defeat him, which is good because it gives you know Wally a big entrance. But you buy that they can beat him because they're working together. So um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a good good uh, cheer, cheer moment that when he, he steps in. Now, what I do want to mention, I, I think it's interesting at the end of it, and it's just a bit of narration, but Barry does bring up everything. He's like, uh, oh, we need to figure this stuff out, what's going on with uh, old Wally, and uh, that button that Batman's got. Like, he brings everything up. It's like, all right, okay. <clears throat> it was kind of clumsy, but, you know, whatevs. Well, I didn't see it so much as clumsy. It's just kind of like, all right, I've been dealing with all this stuff, right? But there's actually other things going on that I need to deal with. So I wonder if, because we know the next issue, we're going to have both Wallys. We're going to have a Wally yeah. meets Wally yep. situation. And I wonder if there'll be a little bit of rebirth progression in that just because, you know, he's brought the other Wally back and maybe they're going to discuss stuff or whatever. Um, I think we should have Flash show up in Batman 9 for a little quick scene that would be, be cool. interesting yeah that would be interesting because Finch isn't drawing that right no it's, it's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so we don't have to worry about all the lions on Flash that'd be great hmm. that's true I saw some preview art earlier that uh, King yeah. tweeted out looks fantastic it does yes. there was a page a couple of weeks ago of Batman jumping down from a building it was just the most beautiful thing ever but we're uh... <laughs> we're talking about we're Flash sorry Sorry. Yeah, we're talking about Flash. But, uh, Matt, you're Ultroning. Oops. Also, the fact that this is a DC podcast, we should start calling it Brainiacking instead. <laughs> true, true. Or Metalloing or Cyborging yeah. or whatever. I mean, pick your... Cyborging sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever you want to call it. Anyways, with the Flash, um, I like that Barry... Barry had to do the self-righteous thing, which I love about him, and go, hey, I went back and looked at the evidence, and uh, that dude didn't kill your brother. So, like, you murdered an innocent man. And Og is kind of like, well, you don't really know. Black black Hole, Black Sun, whatever the hell their name was, you know, changes the subject. Yeah, I I like that uh, development. Um, Also, Wally telling Iris about his powers. And all that. And you're my hero, Ann Iris. Yeah. Oh, love it. I love Joshua <laughs> Williamson so much. It's so good. I, I can't. Not like that's where. Like yes, he can be a little. Like I've I've had conversations with my friends that aren't enjoying it as much, 
And it's like, yeah, he can be a little clumsy at times with his writing, but when he really hits the heartfelt stuff, it really just lands. Hey, I was I was a bit more down than you guys for the first few issues, but it's it's really yeah. growing on me. Yeah, so just like the year my hero and I were seen. Yeah. Like that that's to me that's what Flash is about. It's about that sense of family. And they are all one big family, like literally. So yeah, but like, like I say, he mentions old Wally as well, and he's like even tense at the next issue where he's like, "Wish they should meet soon" and all that. I love, I actually really love the the two panels where uh, new Wally's on the treadmill and Barry's just like folding his arms, but he's got a big grin in his face as he's like coaching him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just so yep. so gleeful. And we should mention the ending because it appears that Mina might be in the Speed Force. She's a Speed Force ghost because she whispers in Barry's ear, and he turns round and she's not there. But uh, I am sure this will be something that gets brought up later in a different arc. So, yeah. Also, uh, the the one girl, uh, we, we always forget her name, who gave her powers to Flash. Avery? So she fight that speed. Avery. Yeah. They had a little thing where it looked like she still had powers a little bit. Yeah. It did. She did a, like she did a hand thing, didn't she? Yeah. Which, which is cool, because she, she mentioned that she liked having the powers, and maybe yeah. she like willfully retained some of it. I think or it, she I didn't think what give is, her powers to the Flash. Well, that's what I mean. Like maybe when he was taking them, yeah. she didn't give him all the, or all the speed force or whatever. Right. You know? That or perhaps the speed force is just like, nah, you want to keep them. You you deserve exactly. them. And then so it's kind of give them to the Barry, and then as like yeah, as a yeah. selfless reward, as like yeah. right, you can have them as well anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could we be seeing the birth of a new impulse or a new Jesse Quick or a new? Or I even thought that when the girl showed up, or was it the girl showed up? It's been a while since I read it. Um. Right before the whisper, it looked like someone in a suit. Mm-hmm. Fine, Barry. It almost looked like a Legion of Superheroes character, XS, who was their speedster. So I'm wondering if this is going to start playing with the time travel coming up too. Hmm. You know? Because hmm. time travel is a pretty big part of Flash. Oh, we yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... Um, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting to go with that style. So he's got a new full-time sidekick now, and yep. we have lots of exciting prospects going forward. So that's the Flash. That'll take us on to Batgirl and the Birds of Prey issue three, written by Julie. Jill- Sorry. Go on, Cam. Is it four? No, no. What did you say, Judge? No, no. Carry on. I thought it was correct my number. No, no. Then what were you saying then? I was gonna say something, but I didn't realize you hadn't finished. All right. Okay. Carry on. Uh, okay, background on the Birds of Prey, issue three. Gillian Shauna Benson uh, writing, and Claire Rowe and uh, Roge Antonio on art. He does uh, flashbacks uh, yeah. uh, in this issue to Black Canary's childhood. So there's different artists on this. I don't know if this is because the artist needed a break or if it's just because they were going to start doing these flashbacks and they wanted to have a different feel. Uh, I, I hope it's the latter because I like when they do that. Well, I feel... It- since it's monthly, I feel like it's more likely to be the latter rather than the... Yeah. The, the but no, fire. I just... I like when they make it a point that flashbacks look different because you don't get that, you know... Although uh, I am deeply disconnect. curious as to what Connor was going to say uh, since he was uh, ready to jump. The fact is, uh, I, I've dropped this. Yeah, because Because I was just like, nah, Filthy ginger. I will yeah. say, I'm running out of steam on it, but... <gasps> yeah... Ooh. I love Batgirl. The Batgirl solo book, great. Yeah, I love that. This story with Finice is just running out of steam. 
So I'm going to keep going till the next arc. Um, but I'm just, I'm ready for this one to be over. My problem issues. is I have to devote energy on the same week to getting myself through Red Hood and the Outlaws. And then it's like, uh, I can't do that. I know what I can't he's doing. Do the, well. I know what he's doing. Don't fall for it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not <laughs> like, doing it. There's the tripwires in front of you, man. No, um, I enjoyed this issue pretty much as much as I enjoyed the last couple. Uh, like, like before, I just really enjoyed the banner. I enjoyed the characters like uh, mm-hmm. bickering with each other. There's a lot of, a lot of fun stuff in there. Um, Huntress taking out that snake guy. Yeah. Just willy-nilly. And then it's like, well, you can thank me or whatever. I saved that cop. And back I was like, oh yeah, my, my the the cop. Yeah. Like, no, like, like they that. get that. Yeah, they get that banter down really well, you know. So I, I give them credit for that. And I, I and I like the art, and even uh, Dinah's like really messed up childhood. Like I like I like seeing that. So and yeah. and hinting more about her mom, which playing into Black Canary continuity. She was Black Canary before her, mm. you know, in, in most other versions. So, I, Which may be something that comes up. If they're, if they're teasing it now, well, I, I would expect Well, yeah, it. because they said that she's, oh, no, she didn't leave me. She's on a mission. Mm. You know, so is that a lie that she tells herself to help her get through life? Or is that really the truth? I wonder if it's something that she herself questions, but she will, yeah. you know, learn the, the truth later when it comes up. Yeah. Um, but no, I I thought the the flashback stuff was good. I liked especially that she ran away from the foster home because if she doesn't, she's going to end up killing the, uh, the foster dad. Yeah. Because uh, it's both yeah. dark at the same time, but it does show that she's like she doesn't want to be a killer. Like she realizes that she might be driven to it because she hates him. So right. she makes the choice to you know excommunicate mm-hmm. herself. Um, but no, I mean the main plot. I kind of agree. It just kind of it's chugging along, doing normal things. The, the birds of prey realize that you know uh, the, the snake gang or whatever they're called are hitting yeah. up the safe house and they go and deal with them and we have the big fight scene and oh. all that and uh, Huntress goes off in a huff but uh, no I'm still enjoying it I, like I say I like the bar there's a lot of fun stuff I like the scene where uh, the realtors try to get back in the building and they're really curious about why she's trying to get in but Black yeah. was like you know what in second thought it's too much fun watching her try to get through all the safety defenses yeah and they, and they mentioned they've got an electrocuted fence and all that. It's mm. just, it's, it's, I don't know. I, it's definitely sort of... No, I, the... I get it. I just, for me, it's the main story is is running out of steam. Like, I want to see where they go next. Because I'm mm. not going to drop it right now. If the next one's kind of like this some more, then I'll probably drop it just for time. Um, yeah, but I... it's definitely a cuss book. I yeah, it's it's on the lower end of what I read, but I'm at, what I like about it, I like enough that I don't think I'm in any danger of, especially since it's only one issue a month. Like that's yeah, the and see, thing. that's what's keeping me going too. Is that I just I just wish it wouldn't come out on the week where everything else comes out because it would make my point. life a lot easier. Yeah. Well, and that that would be the reason that I would drop it because I don't mind reading it, but when I have this and like eight other books to read, well. Matt, that seems to be something that won't be an issue for much longer because it looks from the solicits that we've got from January, some of the books that are out this week are changing weeks. Good, so, I need that. I need that. So, so, uh, so some of them will be spread out a little bit more. So mm-hmm. no, that's uh, that's back on the birds of prey. The, the only sort of thing to know is the the snake guy and kidnap the the guy from the last issue that they had in the safe house, yeah. and he he just finds out at the end that the Phoenix is actually a woman, and 
We don't know. Isn't that it's Italian for Phoenix? Didn't put that together, don't know. Hmm. Yeah. We still don't know who Oracle is. You know, this nope. this fake imposter Oracle. I'm sure they're saving that for the end of the second last issue of the, the arc, but. I still don't think we'll get it. I think we'll get a hint, and it'll be like when Loeb did the Hulk thing. Like, who is the Red Hulk? And left it for a little while. All right, you think you it'll know, be multiple this... arcs before we. I think so. I think that's kind of almost a smart thing to do because it keeps the team together because they need to find out. Okay. Who's usurping or Oracle? But, but yeah, that's fair enough. All right, uh, that'll take us on to Supergirl issue two, written by Steve Orlando and art by Brian Ching. Connor, Connor went away thinking we'd be talking about Birds of Prey for a long time. Oh, but... he'll jump in. He's a smart guy. He'll... Yeah. Um. Not surprisingly, I love this issue. Mhm. It's Did pretty you... solid. Yeah. It's uh, of course it starts off with the confrontation with the uh, cyborg Superman mm-hmm. uh, that really ended the last issue on, and they have a pretty neat fight where he tries to tell her, you know, this and that about being her father and Argo City and all the rest of it. But after that fight, the issue is, deals a lot with uh, Kara getting a job with uh, Catco. Catco. Because Cat yeah. Cat Grant like comes to the school for like a sort of uh, like a, what do you call them? The... like a seminar like a like a job fair type yeah thing. like a job fair kind of thing yeah, yeah. and the she set, she kind of notices Kara despite the fact that she's not the one that actually stands up and answers the question and that, that's a bit of a contention actually for, for the kid who did he's not very pleased that Kara also got a job interview <laughs> I don't like this kid yeah the like, kid's a bit he's of a very addict. and that's good writing on Orlando's part because I instantly just did not like him based off yeah. of his, his answer so, and also Cat, I'm reading as close to Flockhart, which I think is good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of doing that too. So, because it's just the way that the dialogue flows and how it's snappy, even though it's one-sided, it's just her almost monologuing. You know, I like that. And they hinted at her relationship with the Daily Planet and being like the, the gossip, but she's beyond gossip now because that was just a means to an end. You know, uh, as I liked all that cyborg Superman stuff, not so much. Like, um, I'm not, like I think that's the least interesting stuff so far. But I don't think yeah. it's uh, like I feel like once we get deeper into it, it'll probably become more interesting because I, I I do like the ending. I like the cliffhanger that yeah. he has either rebuilt or went and rescued what was left of Argo City, and it's like. Well, he says it's still like thousands of miles away, but it's it's relatively close to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's so distance. close that Kara can use her supervision to see it. Exactly, exactly. And so, it just gets me that he said he co-opted Brainiac's technology. Mm. So, like, there's no way. I think he's just a delusional robot man. Like, there's no way that's real Argo City. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In I- my mind. Yeah, you know I, don't, I, mean? I don't think he's just went and found Argo City, and it's like yeah. that's like, or if he if he did, it was a wasteland, and he's just kind of built on yeah. top of it. But we we get a lot of cool stuff with uh, like when he has this mental link with her, and he like tells her yeah. about all the backstory and how he came to be like now. And uh, also, I like that they actually showed Kara changing her hair. Like they just they confirmed that okay, she can do this now. Like yeah. this this is what she. It's not a wig. She just physically changed her yeah. hair color. It's a, it's a new power. Yeah, which makes me wonder, can Superman do that too? <laughs> maybe maybe that's how he always has like an instant beard for a disguise when he needs one. Yeah. The Kryptonians be... can actually control their hair. Hmm. 
Interesting. Explains the mullet too. Yeah, yeah. explains how how he cuts his hair as well without like earth scissors. Yeah, yeah, I'm just cool with it because clearly they're using the show as almost a baseline. Yeah, here, like not as bad as Arrow or Green Arrow tried to do during the New Fifty Two, but like Melissa Benoist has that dirtiest blondish hair. Yeah, you know that that could go either way depending on the lighting. So yeah, I think um, it's a noble attempt at trying something different here. Yeah, and like I said, I said this last time, but I really like the art. I love the facial expressions that she keeps pulling every time she's annoyed. I'm just like, I'm loving it. Like, keep her annoyed. Supergirl annoyed is great in this book. Yep. Uh, and they also show some of her compassion as well. And she goes to uh, yep. talk to the, the the guy she like caught last issue and actually wanted mm-hmm. to try and have a word with him. No, we didn't actually get to hear that conversation. We just sort of got the setup for it. But I'm wondering yeah. if we'll maybe go back to that later, if she'll build up like a repertoire with some of her, her mm-hmm. uh, not victims, victims is the wrong word, her uh, criminals that she's yeah. taken in. Suspects. Suspects. So that that force thing the like the force field was that meant to be like it, it keeps them out and she has a pass to walk through or want, was that just her superpowers yeah i wonder if that's just her. it just uh doesn't work on kryptonians maybe and that's why she can just yeah. walk in i wonder if there's just a thing that like because this is in the deo right yeah, yeah. Like, it's their thing i wonder if they just have it like where they all have a chip that if you if you have one of these chips on you yeah yeah yeah. I like to think it's better, though, that she's just, like, not an intimidation thing, but not even thinking. She walks through the thing that he can't. Yeah. But you, you got to imagine, they've got to have a way that they, that anyone can get through it so that they can, you know, feed him. Well, I imagine it just yeah. turns off if they want to go in. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Just a button at the oh. side. I, I hate to go low-tech on you, Connor, but it could just be a button at the side. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, Supergirl's, Supergirl's good. Like, I, yeah. it's an enjoyable read. Also, it, it appears that Cyborg Superman on this New Argo City that he's brought with him, uh, he's he's built like a robot version of his wife. <laughs> Feels like he's built a robot version of like the entire population. Well, yeah, yeah. but I mean specifically the one at the front is like meant yeah. to be you know Supergirl's mom. Laura. Yeah. So that that should be interesting. Yeah. Also, just completely off the top of the issue, but Matt mentioned earlier the variant cover. Uh, the Bengal cover for this is just phenomenal. Yep, I got that I one too. It. I'm jealous. That, that's the one that opening the the shirt Superman yeah. style. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I had to get that one. Yeah, yeah. That, so uh, that's Supergirl. Very good. Connor missed half of that, but I assume you liked it as well. Loved it. Good. I'll take us on to Superwoman issue three, uh, written by Phil Jimenez and art by Emanuela Lupacino. Mm-hmm. What did we think of issue three of Superwoman? It sounded pretty good. Oh, see, I felt it clunky. The the Lena Luther stuff, I was like I got bored reading it early on. Hmm. And I don't know if it's the Luther in her that's making her monologue or what, but I feel like this could have been seeded out throughout some issues instead of just dumped now. I I enjoyed it. I am more on Connor's side with this. I Okay. Don't get me wrong, I do think maybe the Lena stuff was the weakest part of the issue. You know, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I, w- I would say that. But, uh, but the the uh, Steel and Lana and uh, Natasha, Natasha, right? yeah. yes. Irons. Okay. I'm trying to keep so many of these names straight that I haven't thought about in years just because they weren't around, you yeah. know? It doesn't help that the characters that are called Steel have a last name of Irons. Yeah, that's... It's just messing like, I couldn't remember brain. if it was... <sighs> Anyways... Um, I like that story much more than the villain story. 
Um, so, mm. uh, especially with Lana and her anxiety and that she's sick and Steele's constantly like, you need to stop. She's like, I can't stop. Yeah, and, I have and, these superpowers. I need to use them. And it also shows how, like, where her mental space is at right now. Like, she's going yeah. over the top. She's not restraining herself. She's, like, flying in head first without thinking about it. She's being kind of reckless. And it's, like... It's good because it's given her something that she has to get over. It's given her a character arc that she... Because yep. even, even the flashback at the start shows that she wasn't sure about doing any of this and it was Lois that talked her into it. No, you can be yep. a reporter. You can be a superwoman. Yeah. And yep. all of it's kind of fallen apart. She's like feeling the weight of it all on her shoulders and she's struggling. Yep. She's taking pills to help with it. And... I think one of my favourite things is the idea that she keeps saying she never used to feel fear, but then one day she did. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of this idea of... like To a obviously it's metaphorically bigger but it's the idea of how kids don't feel fear they don't think and then yeah. once you understand things is when you are once, afraid of once it. you're told that you should be afraid of these things that's when it sinks in yeah and it's and to me it's also the fear of her responsibility like she feels that she has to live up to the legacy of clark and now lois yeah of and this, both sides of lois yeah. yeah and so it's too much for her to handle. So I almost think like her being sick is not a symptom of the powers, but of her mental state, you know, yeah. I'm inclined yeah. to think that as well. I don't think she's, yeah. I don't think she's going to die like those dead partly because we've got no. a book about her, but yeah. <laughs> also no, no matter what that last panel says, it's, it's not happening. Yeah. I mean, same thing happened in Iron Man too. He was like 80% sick and then makes a magic element and cures himself. Right. But yeah. at least here, it's like, I can see them like her curing it because it's all about anxiety. It's all about her getting over it. And well, and she can convert energy, right? That was the whole point of this issue with Atomic Skull, which I thought that was cool too. Yeah, I liked all that stuff. She she offered compassion. Like she didn't show up and punch him out. She was kind of like, "Wait, they're treating you how at at Strikers Island?" Well, hold on. Let's just be clear. She did want to beat the crap out of him first, (laughs) of course, but she didn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I yelled at a sidewalk yesterday. I didn't go punch. Well, I might have. That's not the point. Um, <laughs> Wait, did you actually yell at the physical bit of concrete? You know, the actual. I was in my truck, and the people in front of me wouldn't move. And I yelled, "It'd be great if the stupid effing sidewalk wasn't here." But I yelled in the direction of the sidewalk. So, hey, anyways, I, 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 I just... yell at it if I trip on something hey, while I'm walking. Yeah, I just I imagine Matt standing on the side of the road, looking down at the corner of the sidewalk, and just screaming at it. Well. <laughs> This is what I did. I just, you know, <laughs> traffic and me do not get along. Can but I, like, I just wanted to say actually that I love the look of Atomic Skull. Like, I really like yeah. his. So it's all. I, I joked last issue that it was a little bit like a, a green version Ghost of Ghost Rider, but yeah. I actually love that he's in like a sort of like almost, almost Mister Freeze esque suit, but the with containment. Like, yeah, but with with the yeah. uh, you know the, the the green toxic sort of flame thing going. Like, yeah. he's got a really cool look to him. And I even liked yep. his thing at the end when they used him to repower the city. He's like, oh, I just saved the city. That's a first. <laughs> yeah. I so, think, yeah, uh, I love all that stuff. Go ahead, Gunner. You know, we're talking about how her dying and the, the thing at the end says about, oh, it's the radioactive stuff that's yeah. killing her. Yeah. And it's like, well, we've just seen her Convert. do all this with, with radioactive energy. So it's like, yeah. surely she can do it on herself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think it's her mental state that she's. Yeah. So as, as I've dealt with anxiety and you think that everything's killing you, mm. no matter what. So, you know, if you're in that negative headspace and you can't deal, then everything's going to cause your problems. For the record. So once she gets... 
What's up? For the record, there's only one thing killing me, and it's a ginger named Connor. I knew it was going to be that as soon as you started this. <laughs> I was like, all right, how's this about me? Yeah, of course. But yeah, so <laughs> it's definitely she's. I don't know how she's going to do it, and that's what's cool about the journey. Um, but but yeah, and I wonder how this is going to play in without action ended. Also, you know, if we're um, going to get like her side of of that. Yeah, we, oh, we might. I also I loved. I actually really liked the art in this issue. I thought mm. it was very on point. As a, yeah, that's Lupacino though. Like anything that they've done, because I think uh, uh, to be solid. I'm looking right now at the panel where she's got a nosebleed. Right, just towards the end of the issue, and I just, yeah. just really good facial expression, really good, really good coloring. Everything about it is just kind of yeah, this. This is kind of this sounds like a really weird thing to say, but there's almost like what I think a good, normal-looking comic should look like. Now, I say normal because there's obviously very stylized looks that I also really like. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, mm. I don't know, something like Jock, for example, is really stylized. It's not what I think a normal comic book looks like. I love it. It's great. But there's, well, like... Well, you could say the same about Cooter, too, right? Like, Aaron yeah. Cooter's stuff was stylized. Yeah. But there's, like, a sort of normal version of art that I yeah. expect a comic to look like when it's good. And I feel like this fits well, that kind of bill. Yeah, I always call that Ivan Race, Race, Race. Yeah, style. yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of in that same wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, and of course, at the end, uh, Lena Luthor has her own uh, power suit, much like Lex. With and the she's now Ultra Woman. And she's Ultra Woman. I, I, I'll, I'll admit, cool. I like the name. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm down like... with it. <laughs> Especially since she's made Bizarro versions of. Superwoman Super from, Super from Crime yeah. Syndicate, Earth 3. I like that. That is cool. It is. Yeah. Yeah. She does monologue too much. I'll agree with Matt on that, but it didn't drag the issue down for me. No, I feel like they'll get that's like the monologue out of the way and there won't be I as hope. much going forward. Yeah, hmm. I hope so. Because that, that made me be like... So I stopped reading because I was at work at that point. It's like, I'll pick this back up later because it just kept going. Like two pages of... of her word bubbles. Hmm. Alright, I actually... I mean, don't get me wrong, it was the worst part of the issue, but I would... Even if it stuck around, I wouldn't be too bothered about it. Like, you know, like I still really enjoyed this issue. But, uh... Well, so that's uh, Superwoman. And, uh... That'll take us on to New Superman, issue 4, uh, written mm-hmm. by Jean Lun Yang and art by Victor Bogdanovich. And, uh... We've been really enjoying this, and I think this was another strong issue that just kind of continued the yep. same stuff. Now we we kind of guessed last week who the uh, what's his name, General? Not General. Was it General? Yeah. Steel. Steel Dragon General. Steel Dragon General. Yeah, he's the leader of this uh, Freedom Fighter group that mm. popped up at the end of the last issue, and we kind of speculated it makes sense that that's probably Keenan's dad. And everything that happened during the fight and how he stopped the other guy from killing him told me, oh, this is Keenan's dad. Got to the end of the issue, lo and behold, it's Keenan's dad. Sure, so, I, it was the whole thing where they were, they were playing it up so obviously that I didn't expect them to reveal it. Like they, mm. I thought, ah, it's too obvious for them to bother revealing it in this issue as a cliffhanger. They'll wait and just have it next time. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, I can see that. But I mean, yeah. his dad is a super villain that thinks he's a hero. As far as China's concerned, because he feels that China or the uh, Ministry of Self-Reliance is a villain that thinks itself as a hero, so I like that dynamic. I do think it's interesting, because he seems to be playing up the idea of 
he wants like China to be more democratic. Mm. Yeah. And obviously, but we're seeing it from the perspective of what is essentially the Chinese government. Right. So I think it's it's interesting how political this actually is. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder if like there'll be a clear like who's the good guy at the end of this, and if there isn't, then you know which side wins and where does that leave them? Maybe that's right. maybe that's where you know the Justice League, you know Keenan and Batman and Wonder Woman make the choice to go rogue and just operate on their own because they don't want to be like tied to these organizations and their lies and their you know right. you know like you know because uh. Oh, uh, what's her face? Doctor uh, Omen. Yeah, Doctor Omen. Um, actually, did we speak about a connection to this in one of the other books? It was Superwoman. It was yeah, it was where, Superwoman. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I forgot. They talked that. about Doctor Omen's work is what paved the way for Luther to do. Yeah. Um, that, that's again. It was so just ham-fisted in attempting to connect everything. I was just like, well. Let's see this out a little bit, because well, what they had said in Superwoman was she used that technology, Lena, to heal herself, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, after Lex failed. Uh, yeah, I mean that's just that's back to the same problem that you had with her uh, monologuing and it being kind of yeah. clunky. But I actually did like the connection. The connection itself, I thought was quite cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I was saying back uh, earlier on that the whole super stuff is connected, and that yeah. in, uh, yeah. that involved uh, New Superman with this connection here. Yeah, and, yeah. and New Superman largely would be one that has typically not been that connected, you know? It's well, because it's, yeah, it's set in China. I read the you know, those solicits we talked about earlier. I read yeah. those before I read any of these issues. Mm. So okay. I knew that, obviously, it's going to connect more in the coming months because we had New Superman mentioned in the well, Superman I mean, solicit. This was all born out of the, the, the last New 52 Superman arc anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's, it is doing a good job at weaving in and out so mm. but but i liked here too like it looks like that that was it blue condor black condor whoever the blue the condor. villain blue is uh has a robotic hand right or yeah. is he cybernetic or whatever so i thought that was interesting because hmm. keenan just straight up crushed the hand right was it keenan yeah. or was it no, yeah. was keenan he was like if I, if I break the handle it stop the control you have over this stuff right? yeah yeah uh, the book had the same sort of witty banter between the characters that we've all yeah. been going to like, and it still is really good. Like, like these three characters like conversing and like making fun of each other, and yeah. you know, you know, him calling Batman fat, and then vice versa. Still, I really like. He talks it. about his large stomach. Yeah, <laughs> just like God, Keenan's such a dick. <laughs> yeah, it was when uh, you know they all went in back at the end, and Wonder Woman started talking completely differently, and they were like, "Hang on." What's going on? This is worrying. She's not normally yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. No, all, all that stuff's fun. It's, it's been like that the whole way through, but it's, it's still probably the the best part of the book is mm. all that stuff. Yes. It just makes it. It gives it this this uh, youthful energy the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also the fact that they they choose kind of to go with him to check on his dad because yeah. this whole thing is you know I boneheadedly revealed myself trying to be cool and now I have to worry about my dad. And so they basically, they're ordered to go with them, but they kind of volunteer at the same time. Well, we had that connection last issue where they decided as a team to go and check this yeah. out, again, you know, yeah. without going through protocol. And here, you know, he basically stands up to Dr. Omen and says, no, I'm going to see my dad. I don't care what you say. If you want to try and stop me, you can try, but I'm going. Yeah. And she's right. just like, she gives in and lets, lets them go with him. Yeah. And uh, 
No, that was good. Also, another funny moment, and again, every time Keenan runs into uh, Laney Lan, the, uh, the the Lois of this uh, book, uh, so she says, hey, how are you? And he's like, hey, oh, I need to see something witty. She, she, she knows her, like, listen to how she says my name. She's excited to see me. I have to be witty yeah. back. And he, he responds with, hey, Laney, you are, you're just my type. It's then, such a classic teenage fumble. But you know, the, yes, best, it the, is. the best part about it, though, is not even the line. The line's funny, but then the next narration box has just nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really fun. Like I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's, so, it's her question mark response as well. Yeah. That, yeah. that got me. Yeah. Uh, and then the awkward ha as well. So, yeah. yeah, the other plot stuff that happens in this one is that a bunch of villains, including some guy who can turn into paper and, like, get, get through yeah, places. Yeah, holding paper man. Folding what an Paperman. amazing power! Yeah. Um, so he he breaks a bunch of people out that are part of the Freedom Fighters I, from I, this. I have a question: Can yeah. Folding Paperman fold in half more than seven times? Well, he got super tiny to fit into Ghost Woman's stomach. Yeah. So you know, there's a thing that you can't fold paper more than seven times. Yeah. I wonder if, I, he, if with his superpowers he can break that rule. Although I think if you the bigger the paper, the the less likely that's true. It's not. Well, they did it on MythBusters, and they couldn't do it. Really? Yeah. It was a tarp-sized paper. There's something where it's, where it's like if you can do it well, like forty or fifty times, it would be long enough to reach the moon, with just an A4 sheet, because of the exponential growth each time you uh, fold it. Yeah, and it's exponential. That's what it gets it, but you physically can't. Yeah. Because you reach the limits of the structural integrity. Yeah. Science. I love Peter making, making Peter just look, look wrong. Well, now he knows how we feel on uh, on aspect ratios. Well, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Plays over. You could cut it instead then. Cut it and then just keep cutting it into halves. Well, see, and that's going back to New Superman. And stack it. Oh, he goes, <laughs> Foley Paperman's like, yeah, I just get really good paper cuts. And then slashes the guy. And throw <laughs> it. Like, he, he slashes his throw yeah. it. It's not just like a cut. Yeah. He, he properly... <laughs> Slashes yeah. the guy's throat. I was trying to make it not sound so dark, so I didn't seem it. like a terrible person for laughing. I mean, do you know what it looks like? It looks almost like the T one thousand from Terminator Two, like slashing yes. someone's throat. That's what it looks like, except it just happens to be paper. Well, they also have the human firecracker, who appears to be Keenan's uncle, who mm. straight up looks like a, a Lex Luthor type in that suit, yeah, the bald head. Okay, yeah, because he's got these big gloves that let him. Yeah. These firecracking business. Uh, yep. Also, their plan apparently is a weaponized form of Starro. I like that. Yeah. I like Starro. Yeah, that's that was not a, to like. That was a blast mm-hmm. from the past. Yeah. And uh, here's the whole thing. I feel like Steel Dragon General is really about democracy, where some of these other guys just want to win. Yeah. So they're fully willing to release these Starros. To get their way, and, and kill, that's really not, and kill yeah. prison guards, like you know, he, yeah, like is Steel yeah. Dragon General okay with that? Does he know well, about see, it? I like, think yeah. he might be because his whole thing is obviously, oh, democracy, the government's corrupt because that's what his, you know, that's what right. we've seen. But as far as he's concerned, prison guards are kind of on behalf of the government, right? So maybe he thinks, oh, maybe maybe yeah, in but, his but, mindset, it's like, oh, they're all part of it. But willy nilly, he might be like, well, if you don't, if they're shooting at us, sure. But if they're doing their job, maybe try to come up with a different option. Yeah. Um, and nice it seems to get, like... Get this, to see it play out. Yeah. And so 
But yeah, so the, the fact that they're willing to use the Staros to get their way tells me what I need to know about them. Hmm. Hmm. Alright, cool. Um, and of course we get that last page where he reveals that you know he's he's basically got a son we have much to discuss. You know, yeah. one of those pages. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting next issue. That will take us on uh, to Deathstroke issue 4, written by Christopher Priest and art by Joe Bennett. Um, which you two guys read, so by all means. Yeah. I love this issue. How about you, man? Yeah, it was solid. Yeah. Like, um, and halfway through, it becomes like a prose. Yeah, style. it does. It's there's there's a. It's almost like it's two separate stories. Yeah. And for a minute, I wasn't sure if it was actually just yeah. two separate stories, but then it kind of ties it back in at the end. Yep. And so I like that. I like the interplay between Slade and Rose. Mm. And and her precog abilities, and he yeah. calls her out on that. You all know you're misunderstanding how they work. Yeah, because th- the whole thing is they're heading to Gotham to find where mm-hmm. this this money's come from and see who's you know who has the hit out on her. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so they're they're on this road trip and they're in disguises and they're having banter, and it's even that stuff's just really fun. Yeah, and then well, they get stopped. Yeah, by these bikers. Yeah. And and Rose gets a thing that they're going to shoot Deathstroke. She interacts and or intervenes, and then it turns out that her trying to intervene is what caused it to begin with. Yeah. Which... So Slade gives her a lecture about it. I also liked with Wintergreen, her basically calling to complain mm. to Wintergreen. And he's like, well, you know, when he says that, you know, you're terrible, he's really meaning that he loves you. And then yeah. she turns around and uses that line on him. Yeah. Like, your form's terrible you, or whatever. You don't have to see his face to know it's just warming yeah. his heart. Yeah. Yeah. And and then we get to that, that they start to get into Gotham City limits. And basically, Deathstroke lays a trap for Batman. Mm. And he gets Batman into where he wants, which I like that it shows that Deathstroke is a master, like... And uh, tactics and strategy. I love how much respect he has for Batman in this. That was the other thing, yeah. Is he goes, ah, oh, he'd almost be a great assassin. Yeah, it's like, I really don't want to have to kill him. Yeah, yeah. So, and they also play up about him considering himself a supervillain. And Rose kind of argues with Wintergreen, well, no, not really. He does stuff for money. He's like, it's just easier to call him a supervillain because he's not always on the right side. Yeah. So, and it shows that with Batman because they basically poisoned Damien. You know? Yeah, that was the one bit of the issue that felt a bit out of place, Damien yeah. in general. Because, yeah. see, he's not been around in the Bat books, has he? No. No, I don't think not so. Not really. And then so he's him just showing kind of, up as the paper yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, strange. I also, we got a flashback of Rose training with Nightwing. That was really cool. Yeah, so it shows that she knows the Titans at least. Yeah. At least his version. Um, because he's like, I'm not Robin anymore. I'm Nightwing. She's like, well, nice mask. Yeah. And, like, and, and they did out? say that, uh, that was the other bit that made me laugh, where she says, oh, I was trained by Nightwing. And Deathstroke yeah. just chuckles. It's like, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, that, that'll help. Trained. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, Love so them. we get to the pros, and he's describing Batman and how they do things. And uh, it ends with him. And Batman, like, facing off. Hmm. So Batman gets the drop on him, but it's right where Deathstroke wants him to be. 
Yeah, the and whole see, point was for the plan to fail. Yeah, and so that's why I give Batman usually a lot of crap for having like, oh, I got him right where I want him, and you need all this stuff to happen in order for Dab, uh, in order for it to to take effect. Here, though, they kind of seeded it, like because I went back and looked through that page again. Everything's there from what you need, and it's just it Deathstroke explaining it th- step by step. It's it's putting oh. Deathstroke on Batman's level. It's like, yeah, yeah. Batman's his master. I mean, he plans all this stuff, but at yep. the same time, Deathstroke knows what he's going to plan because it's what he'd do. Well, because Batman uses rules, and Deathstroke has no rules. Yeah. So he can do what he wants. So yeah, just a strong issue. Like, feels like my favorite sleeper book because mm. I don't feel like a lot of people, even at my comic shop, aren't reading it. Like they just wrote it off at its Deathstroke, and I feel like they're missing out because it is Christopher Priest, and he's got a pretty, you know, a lot of heft behind it. Yeah, no, it's, so it's, it's not really just a mercenary book. So, but yeah, Pete should get back to reading it. Maybe you should. I feel like it, to be fair, it's actually in the what four issues that it's had. It's evolved mm-hmm. quite a lot past that yeah. first one that Pete's read. Like it's no yeah. longer just this spy espionage thing. It's a family book, and it really has this mm. banter going for it that people probably enjoy. Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe I'll try catch up one day. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's so, so many. Is... They keep adding to the amount of books we've got each week that I don't know if I'm ever going to have the time. But... <laughs> yeah. I mean, he really is dark Batman here, and even Ravagers is Robin as it is right now. So mm. there's that aspect to it. I wouldn't actually mind seeing Christopher Priest on Batman for a little bit. That'd be a cool... Mm, that would be cool. Hey, maybe in yeah. five years when Tom King's done, they can give Priest on a. Oh, I don't mean the main Batman book. I just mean on the character. Like, if he wanted, like. Still give him a mini or something. Yeah, a mini or something. Yeah, I think okay. it'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Alright, so that's Destro. That'll take us on to Connor's Corner, which has three books in it this week because I dropped Suicide Squad. So let's start with that. Suicide Squad issue four Rob Williams on the writing and Jim Lee on art with Gary Frank in the backup, I believe. Yeah, I'll. Uh... Oh, wait, are you messing with me or is it really Gary Frank? No, it's really Gary Frank. Oh, man. Damn it. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't like Suicide Squad, so I'm in a conundrum. The main story of this is going to be extremely brief because it's they send Zod back to the Phantom Zone. That's it. It's kind of just Great, a fight. So he's, not, so he's not part of the team at all? No. They, they kick him back into the Phantom Zone. You know that portal thing he came yeah. out of? Wait, so... Because I, I read the last issue, so I'm, I'm up to that point. So, did they just fight more like the last issue and then end with opening the portal and kicking him in? Pretty much. Katana comes at him, the sword kind of works on him because it's magic. Hmm. Um, Croc bites his arm to save Harley and they have some banter and stuff, you know, like like it's been for the last couple of issues. Does Croc and... hold his teeth like, oh, my tooth, I chipped the tooth! Oh. <laughs> no, no, but while he's holding the arm, he does have like really muffled dialogue. Hmm. Which oh, of they have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they kick him back into that thing, so he's back in the zone. But then they do take that thing, so that Waller has it in her base thing. I don't even know what they is. It's like an underground place. Wait, so she has the like the like the thing that creates the portal to the Phantom Zone. She does, yeah. Right, okay. The projector. Well, That's you'll good. end up on the team room. Yeah, and there was also the the Russian version of the Suicide Squad, which they're fighting off against as well. <laughs> Wait, so there's a Chinese Justice League and a Russian Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. 
That's that's where they are, where they've stolen this Phantom Zone portal from. Ah, it's, yeah, because they showed it's up at, the base of the Russians. Yeah, they showed up at the last end of the last issue, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's those. So while they're fighting Zod, they're fighting those as well. And there's this new villain person called Hack who has Harley Quinn's mark on her. I just at first I assumed it was one of the gang of Harleys, but apparently it's not. No, no, because when they met a couple of issues ago, she was like, oh, "I'm a big fan of yours." Yeah, Harley it's, joked it's about get, getting copyright lawyers onto her for yeah, her tattoo. Yeah. Obviously, and she kind of hacks the, the Phantom Zone thing to turn it on. Because so she, she can do that somehow. I'm not entirely sure. It's, it's pretty vague. Uh, I mean, it's good that you're still reading it. You can keep us up to date so when we get to uh, Justice League via Suicide Squad, you've got the scoop on what the, what the lead-in is. Yeah. But the back of the feeling that it's not all going to matter when we get there. Probably not. But, uh, Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, the backup's alright. It's uh, it's Harley this time, but it's from Flag's perspective. And it's like they, they were going on a mission at some point and the, the the chopper got taken down with some Joker gas and it just shows how they react to it and how she sees the Joker at the minute, essentially. Okay. It's it's interesting enough and obviously she, she kind of plays it off at the end as, ah, oh, she's immune, she didn't see anything. But, uh, she has this kind of where she rejects the Joker, where he offers her like, oh, come on, we can be a villains together again. She's like, no, I'm this now. Mm. And then goes and saves Flag. I really want Gary Frank to be on a book. Even if they say, it's, you know what, it's a book that comes out every two months so that the schedule can yeah. keep. You know what, that's fine. You know, six issues a year. Give me a, just a great mini with yeah. Gary Frank or yeah. not. I'd love it. Yeah, that'd be fair. Superman, Shazam, whatever, you know. Just anything. Yeah. Because this did look great. It was it's, it's probably it worth did. reading just for that backup alone. Of course it did. All right, that's uh, so. So squad, that'll take us on, or it'll take Connor on to Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps issue six, written by Robert Vendetti and art by Rafa Sandoval. Yeah, I, I didn't cover five either, but I'll just cover them together because it kind of works. Basically, Sinestro caught a torturing guy, and he's like, "Nah, not having it." He's standing up to it, you know, still making banter as he does. It's, it's fun. This guy, yeah. Uh, so Sorenix saved Hal, put him back together, and he's now like you know how we know he's this living embodiment of Will. He does this thing where he shows her how he's changing, and his hand uh, it kind of goes translucent green, and she can see through it. But she's like, "Huh, I didn't see any of this when I was patching you back up." So it's mm. it's the idea that he can control this transformation that he's doing, which is you know potentially interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it also that that plays off what happens with Sinestro, because uh, at the minute he's building this fear machine thing, and you know that's why he's sending the Sinestros out to terrorize everyone. He's, he's harvesting the fear, so all the Sinestro core rings are getting stronger. So when Hal's fighting a bunch of them, their rings are like two hundred percent, and of course he just mows through them anyway because he's Hal Jordan. So they basically turned him into Ion without having Ion. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Now that now that you mention it, yeah. but and but they're kind of doing a similar thing with Sinestro, where he's harvesting all of this uh, fear energy that his rings are like a thousand percent power, and he comes out, and that's kind of the end of the issue. Is this face-off bit where that he comes out in his fully charged-up suit and stuff, and it's like, okay, we're gonna face off now. But alongside this, the rest of the core uh, they're finally on their way. John Stewart's like, all right, well, let's go and find Guy. 
and they meet up with a bunch of ships who are on their way to Warworld because the Sinestro Corps have been stealing people from all these planets to add to their fear collection. And they're like, now we've had enough. And so there's this big, massive fleet of ships that they join up with. And so they're en route. We don't actually see them get there yet, but they're going to presumably come in in the middle of this fight. Which, with a convoy of spaceships. With a convoy of spaceships, Is it yeah. just me, or is stealing people from planets uh, a little bit darker than Sinestro typically would go? Well, yeah, but that's kind of the point, because he let, like, Sarnik was in charge, and she was like, now we're a force for good, so he got, and got them all to trust it, and then he was like, nope, it's mine again now. And he's done this to kind of, the idea is that he gets the extra fear for this fear machine thing, and they're all... Because the, the idea is that he's making the whole planet scared of the six Sinestros. I get it, but Here's I my th- feel like... Go ahead, Pete. I, just, I feel the like, thing we're going to say the same thing. Yeah, I feel like Sinestro's always been more sympathetic than that, but stealing people from planets just so that he can create fears kind of... Yeah. At, at the point, it feels like he doesn't have full control of his core, though. Like, So he's told them to go out and terrorize, and they're kind of going a bit far with it. But then he's not really punishing them for it either. Yeah, so my whole thing is he was all about order. And there doesn't seem to be very much order here. Yeah, that doesn't. Like, Sornik had order, from what I'm understanding. She did, yeah. So he's just making things worse. You know? It, yeah, it's kind of got to a point where he, like, she had the order. His goal was achieved in his name, still, as yeah. the Sinestro Corps. They'd replaced the Green Lanterns as the, the peacekeepers of the galaxy. And then he kind of got selfish and was like, nah, I want to be in control of this. It's it's pretty un-Sinestro-like, I'll give you that. Yeah. And that's why the, the Sinestro and Hal stuff is still probably the weakest part of the book. Like, the Saranic stuff, the Guy stuff, the John stuff, all of that's really good. But the Hal just feels like he's he's even more overpowered than Hal usually is. Like, yeah. He, he usually he has faults and issues, whereas this it feels like nah, he, like he literally mows through about twenty Sinestros that are at two hundred percent ring strength, just no problem. That like, it doesn't even show you the fight. That's how no problem it is. It starts it and then it just cuts to the end and they're all just lying there. Yeah, because at least if it did like an old boy scene where there's like a badass action sequence where we see how good he is that he can take out these things, yep. it's not as bad because you're impressed by what he's doing. But doing it like off camera, as it were, is just kind of like, yeah, it's not even important. Like, you can just do it. Yeah, you just. Because he's basically made a, a fighter squadron of planes, because of course he has, with his ring. Right. That, that's what he does. Yeah. And and he's like, all these Sinestros are flying at him, and then he's just. They're, then they're all down, pretty much, as, as he flies through them. It's like, okay, what, what just happened there? Hmm. I don't. It wasn't that impressive. It's just he just takes them out because he can, even though it's kind of telling us they're stronger than they should be. Hmm. I don't know. Like I said, the Halon Sinestro stuff's the weakest part for me, but the rest of it I really quite like. So hmm. I'm torn. Just uh, don't go and sign Vendetta to any sort of exclusive contracts, DC. You can let him float. <laughs> well, I mean, I can see them doing it because he's just finished off with the Valiant stuff, hasn't he? Uh. I don't want them in books that I like. I don't want them in characters that I like, though. <laughs> I want them to stay yeah, away. I get that. I mean, sure, get work, get work elsewhere on characters I don't care about. Go to Marvel. That's fine. You can, they can have you. I think he might even be a better fit over there because I just his idea of superheroes is they're more flawed than what DC. Mm. Is used yeah. To. 
So yeah. like I said, I am enjoying the stuff with the rest of the core. Guy in particular, I feel like he has a really good handle on. Hmm. But I don't know. I just I, I'm not feeling his Hal at all, which is kind of why I dropped his last run because it was just me too. Hal. And I feel like he doesn't get Hal. Well, thankfully we're enjoying Green Lanterns now. That's gotten better as uh, mm. Rebirth has went on. Uh, that will, though, swing Connor on to his favourite book of the month. The the finale, the main event of the show, which is Connor discussing Red Hood and the Outlaws, issue three, written by the maestro, Scott Lobdell, and art by Dexter Soy. Shh, you can't say his name. I want to start this by saying I was pissed off before I opened the book. <laughs> Just looking at the cover, because it reminded me of one of the worst movies of the year. Oh... So the cover is Artemis and uh, and Jason. You know they're on the they're there and they're seeing the Bizarro, and she goes, "Friend of yours?" And he goes, "I thought he was with you." Oh no! Do not start your book reminding me of that movie. Do not do it. No. Even though he's been emailing her, so he knows she's not with him. I oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm not going into it. I know. I know. But this is my point. Before I even open the book, that's the cover. And it's like, oh my god, what am I in for? And so we don't even get a fight scene in this. They, they, they opened up the, the train to Bizarro at the end. And then Gas comes in, they're all knocked out. And it turns out Black Mask has just knocked them all out. And he's got them all again. And he's got Artemis locked up. He's got Bizarro still in his tank for now. And... He thinks Jason was still doing it for him, even though he wasn't. I'm not really sure anymore. Hmm. What else is there? <laughs> he's, he's he's still doing this naive thing where he's like, "Oh, Batman, I'm gonna look up to him," but at this, but you know, it just doesn't work for Jason. He just doesn't get Jason. I don't like it. Just don't like it. I don't mind this black mask though. I like the idea that Black Mask's actually intelligent. He's smart. He's planning ahead. He's an actual crime that's, boss. Yeah, that's Black Mask, though. It is, but he's, he's a, got... That's, that should be par for the course, though, Connor. Like... Look, I, it should be, but when the standards are lower in this, so when they get something right, it's like, yeah, yeah, he's got it. He, he, he's got this massive underground lab full of science experiments that he's got from somewhere. I wonder if Carl's next positive is going to be, well, they got the colour of his hood right. It is red. Yeah. I mean, technically, yes, it is. But they, they have all these... It's still so Jason-centric. Like, I don't like it. It's it's still flashbacks for him. and Like, the first page is a flashback to his first night as Robin looking at like the, the, the suit that's up in the cave, and it's like, oh, I can do that. Okay. And... I just don't get it. And then the team's still on together. They let Bizarro out at the end, and they're, like, trying to train him into being a Superman, like, because he's, he's, he's a blank slate at this point. So they they clockwork orange him with Superman videos, you know, with the eyes, and, like, that, and just make him watch Superman promos just so that he can understand what Superman is. And Jason goes out and buys him a little Superman doll. It's just... Uh, I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. It's not good. They're still not teamed up, though. It ends with Bizarro's, you know, the, the me and Bizarro. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. sorry, right, so we get that. Artemis is still in, in a cage now because 
back mask slapped her up. But does she um, have a massive axe still? Do you know what? I didn't see it. I think they must have oh, confiscated oh. that when they locked her up. Then, then she doesn't have a character. Yeah. No axe, no character. But the, but she could summon the axe like Thor. So, you know, maybe she can just summon it through the glass cage. Because it looks like she's just in a glass cage, to be honest. doesn't look oh, that secure. Oh, my God. All right, I think we'll put Connor out of his misery. Please, please. This is It's not good. I don't know why anyone would still be reading this. Well, I know why you're still reading it. Yeah. You opened your mouth. Earlier this week, I saw someone say this is one of the best books of Rebirth, and I wanted to punch them. <laughs> is that in person or on the internet? Because the internet's full of idiots. It's on the internet. They said, oh, there's two great books of Rebirth, Supergirl and Red Hood of the Outlaws. One of them's good. <laughs> I mean, I was like, okay. I was like, they started it. I got to Supergirl. I was like, okay. And I went Red Hood and the Outlaws. I was like, okay, your opinion means nothing to me from now on. I just, I can't. This I'm watching a lot of wrestling lately, so I'm going to quote Chris Jericho here is, that person just made the list. So, hmm. um, that I'm going to find them. That said, I'm going to find them. If, if you do like Red Hood and the Outlaws, take no offense from these two idiots. <laughs> no, if you do like Red Hood and the Outlaws, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, Connor, you can't say that. <laughs> yes, I can. Look, oh, you can, look, you can like it all you want, but when there's books like Superman, Detective Comics, even Deathstroke, The Flash, I'm you can like it. You you can like it. It just means I won't like you. It seems fair. Jesus Christ. Okay. You're just, you're just angering people now. My God. Well, uh, this is what how I feel at like having to read it. You make me angry. It's okay if you're angry, though. You being angry well, is entertaining. I need others to feel the rage I feel that I have to read this. So I have to make uh, them feel it somehow. Yo, I read, I read like two years of The Writer Who Must Not Be Named. I did my time. That's your fault for being an idiot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted right. to just... I just want next issue to them go, nope, we're a team now. And then I can go, oh, thank God. Do you know what? Even if they do the cheesy thing, like, oh, we're a family now and you haven't earned it, just do it so I can give up. Please. Can I end the show now, Connor, please? Can yeah, we, yeah can you we, can. Can we go on to favourites and things? <laughs> yeah, Sam. <laughs> oh, right, okay. So, uh, panel of the week is a thing we do. Um, I actually... I've, I've got quite an easy one, actually. I, go ahead. I am going to go with the flash and i'm going to go with um barry standing with his arms folded watching wally train on the treadmill there's something just so parental and like proud on the flash's like entire body language that mm. i just i get a lot from it despite the fact that it's actually a relatively simple thing and it's not like a big climatic moment it's not a big action beat it's not a big splash page where you know you know it'd be very easy to pick all oh, the, the panel where he, he comes out in the costume for the first time or something like that um, but it, it put a smile on my face, and I think that that counts for a lot. So, good, 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 Matt. I'm gonna go from Wonder Woman eight when Barbara Ann discovers the uh, tomb of mm. the Amazonian queen. So it's just like Pete was saying, the way that it's colored with the greens and the flashlight, the, her red hair, and it's just an awesome scene. Atmosphere. So, Atmosphere. Very important. Yep. Connor. 
Uh, I'm going to go from Detective Comics. I'm going to go the the scene where Clayface is on the top of the building, spread out over all the windows and stuff. I mm. thought it was really cool. With it, just with his grin yeah. there, I, I just loved it. Mm. Okay. Which then brings us on to doing our top fives of the week, which it's a tough week actually. Mm. I think yeah. It is actually a really tough week. I'm looking at this. Normally, I've already thought about this in advance, but I didn't have a chance this week because I read my books a little bit later than I normally do. So mm. I'm actually going in completely blind. So I'm going to go to Matt first for his top five. Oh, nice. All right. So number one, <laughs> should come as a surprise. It's Wonder Woman. And then I'm going to go with Action Comics. As like Pete said, it was just a great lowest issue. And then I'm going to go with Flash, Deathstroke, Ooh, number five, this is the tough one. Uh, let's go with Supergirl. I really enjoyed Supergirl. So that was a lot of fun. So there's my top five. Mm. Cool. Connor? Uh, so I'm going to have Wonder Woman first as well. I'm also going to have Action Comics second. Whoa. Then I'm going to go to Deathstroke. Then I think I'm going to go to Detective Comics for four. And Flash at five. Okay. A little bit of variance there. Mm. I'm going to put Wonder Woman at number one. Well, look at that. So it's a, a three-way Wonder Woman uh, victory. I'm glad week. you swapped those words, words around because it would have been <laughs> easy to say something else. I was watching my wording very carefully. <laughs> so, yeah, Wonder Woman at number one. And... Oh, then let me get into some tough territory. I'm going to put Supergirl at number two. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to put Detective at number three. I'm going to put The Flash at number four. And then I'll put Action at number five. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my top five. And Superwoman would be number six if I was going to stretch it okay. out. Because it, it was a close call. But that's... Yeah. Uh, and my bottom book, if we're doing bottom books still... Uh, Bizarrely and easily, All Star Batman. Yeah, my weakest, my weakest book of the week. By um, by a long, like, yeah. I I have an out by just saying Red Hood, so I have to think about it. That's true. That's but, true. But if you eliminate the ones that are in Connor's corner, if I eliminate Connor's corner, I might have to go with New Superman. Yeah, mm. that's just. Plus elimination there. Yeah, because I, I, I liked All Star Batman more than you guys did. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, Newsom was took us a very good week all round, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so, that's uh, all that. Which leaves me with just one last job to do, and that is to tell you what's coming next week. Also, I will briefly mention, actually, uh, just that I'm thinking about it now, is technically speaking, we could have been reviewing Doom Patrol issue 2 this week, but. Um, Matt didn't want to read it, of course. If you go back and listen to the, the episode where we did the, the first issue, he was very adamantly against it. Me and Connor were still planning on doing it, but honestly, I think the DC Young Animal stuff, we're just going to do issue ones, just purely because adding them to the, the slate of books every week is just a bit much to actually fit in to our schedules. Uh, because we're already hitting, like, you know, 10 plus books a week. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a whole other thing to add on. So... Uh, but we will be covering issue one of Cave Carlson has a cybernetic eye next week. Uh, I am I am bizarrely interested in this one just based off of the covers. It looks pulpy, but uh, is Gerard Way I, writing this one? 
Uh, I think so. He's co-writing one of them with someone else. It may be uh, Massive Panic, though. Okay. Because if he's not writing this one, I'm much more open. Nothing against Gerard, but Doom Patrol broke my brain. <laughs> and I've yet to read Shade, The Chain I... Girl, which I am not. Based off what you guys have told me, not thinking my brain's in any better shape. Yeah. No, I really liked Shade, but it's probably not on and that I, book. And I really didn't. We had a proper head-to-head yeah. last week about that. Did. Um, nice. But uh, not even the cover, like just the title sounds interesting. Cave Carlson has a cybernetic mm. eye. Like I'm, I'm down to try that. But anyway, so that's obviously next week. We also, of course, have, we have no new books. It's uh, just a week of things we've already had. So we get Aquaman issue 9, Batman issue 9, Cyborg issue 3 is out. However, I do believe that all three of us have dropped Cyborg. Yes, I have. Yep, that's the, is that the first drop that from the show entirely? I think so. That is the first unanimous drop. Yeah. Hmm. Did not expect it to be Cyborg. Nor did I. It's kind of oh. in this weird spot where I'm making you read Red Hood because it's funny, because it's so terrible. Where Cyborg's not that bad. but it's it's just, No, it's just not that good either. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's just in a weird place. So we will no longer be co- covering Cyborg um, on the show, but I'll, I'll always mention all the books that are coming out when I'm telling you what's out next week in case you are still reading them. Uh, so, Cyborg issue 3 is out, uh, Green Arrow issue 9, Green Lanterns issue 9, Harley Quinn issue 6, that'll be one of Connors, uh, Justice League issue 7, Nightwing issue 7, Superman issue 9, Trinity issue 2 is out, looking forward to that. Finally. Uh, and lastly, we have... put them up against Superman. And lastly, like we have issue 2 of the Raven Mini out next week. So, uh, that's cool. next week's slate, so... That's what you could expect on episode 22 of Comics from the Multiverse, because this was 21. Sure. I think it was some thought. Yeah, we're, This is way that far already. Yeah, we're 21 episodes in. I know. It doesn't feel like it, does it? No, it doesn't. Oh, well, it might do to Matt. Yeah, Matt's just, obviously he's tired. He's tired of yeah. this. <laughs> he's like, sorry. He's ready to hang up his hat. I had a long day yesterday. I'm still recuperating, mm. so. Yes. Uh, oh, by the by the way, uh, Matt, what age did you turn last week? I was telling everyone it was your birthday. Asshole, thirty-one. <laughs> That's not that bad. No, but I'm having crisis about it. So, <laughs> uh, is, are your knees starting to go? No, but my ankle is. But that's a f- other story from work. Ah, so. well, that's, same difference. Uh, Part of the legs going. You're going to be limping along. Yeah, but it's not from age back, wear and tear. It's from tripping. So, well, that's why I go to the gym. I got to keep my back strong. So, you know, uh, anyways. Dear. All right. That, that has been a episode of Comics from the Multiverse, a long episode actually, but it makes sense given that there's the most books in any one week and this week every yeah. month. So thank you very much for checking out the show and like, and subscribe and all that stuff, whatever you are. Of course, remember that we are, as well as being on YouTube, we're also on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, we're on whatever podcasting app you're on. Uh, this is the first episode that, for the audio people, is only available on the new feed. If you're on YouTube, ignore this sentence. doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, and if you're listening to this on audio, you already know because you're true. on the new feed. Exactly. So exactly. It's kind of irrelevant. It is kind of irrelevant, but I wanted to point it out because uh, we are on SoundCloud now, so maybe if you switched on iTunes, you don't know that we're on SoundCloud, maybe you'd prefer that. Maybe you wouldn't. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, so there's more options available to you now to uh, listen to or watch the show. But regardless of whatever it is, you know, like and subscribe and give us comments. Let us know what you think of the books. 
and all that stuff. It helps us out a lot, and we always like to see what the general consensus is. Uh, some people like to just tell Connor how much he's wrong, and I always enjoy reading that. Yeah, I'm expecting some comments telling me I'm wrong about Red Hood, actually. Yeah, I'm kind of expecting it, and I'm almost looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. And if you are one of those people, you're oh, no, on the no, list. Matt, <laughs> stop saying you hate people who don't like things or like things. I just said they're on a list. I didn't say what the list is. It's just the list. Okay, sure, right. sure. But I, Connor, I said I don't like. Yeah. Connor specifically said, if you like this book, I don't like you. Well, no. Stand by it. No. <sighs> oh, hearing that, I thought that hearing about that, that I had problems with subtlety. Turns out it's the ginge. Uh, well, it's because he's got no soul. He doesn't know about how to hold back. Or... No, it's because you have made me read Red Hood and the Outlaws again. No, you make yourself read it by saying stupid things. <laughs> well, he's at least got one Look, more in him. Yeah. At least one more. I, uh, I, I Actually, that'll be November, so maybe we can make him read the, this December issue and that'll be the, the rest of the year. I promise nothing. If I get a team in the November issue, that's it. No, nah, they're going to fight. They're not going to team up until the... The, the, the it's going to be a full year, Connor. I'm yeah. sorry to break it to you, bud. Uh, I, I, literally, <laughs> as soon as the three of them are doing anything together, that's it. That's a team. I'm counting it. No, no. After fighting each other, that's not their oh, team okay. Not fighting, but as soon as they're doing anything... that It doesn't have to be a mission. It doesn't have to be fighting anyone in particular. As soon as the three of them are not fighting and are together, that's it. I'm out. See, see if you claim that they've done that. I'm going to actually get the issue to corroborate it. I'm just going to have to double check. I'm just going to skim through yeah. and be like... I forgot to mention it happened at the end of this issue. <laughs> I'm going to double check. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to rely on comments and people are going to tell me if you're lying. Hmm. We will check. It can be checked. Damn. The internet exists. Um, Alright, so yeah, that's the show, guys. Thank you very much for watching and or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading the comics. And always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. And long live the Legion.